Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 331 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the mystical, magical, your name here, Memorial Studio with me? Ah, uh, Christopher, Remnant is my game of the year! Antista. And! Uh, I cannot stop playing Remnant, just saying. Congrats, awesome. Maddie, in the perfect world, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Maddie, D's 23 nuts, Alan. Nice. <laughs> what? <Okay>. D23. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chris, we keep talking about the, the Your Name Here Memorial Studio. How can people put their name here? I can't believe you finally asked me, and I'm not just saying that because, like, in a kayfabe way, I literally, literally can't believe he's ever asked me to plug something this early in the show. <laughs> uh, that's patreon.com slash lasertime. It's what supports the whole Lasertime network. Keeps us fed, keeps everything up, keeps everybody doing their beeswax. Patreon.com slash lasertime. Price of, a, price of a burger and fries can uh, help you support your favorite podcast network. Well, why, while we're here doing this, speaking of kayfabe, if you like kayfabe and other wrestling terms, tune in to Cheap Podcast, the Laser Times unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling, which has Patreon-exclusive episodes available only at the $5 or more level, in addition to free episodes, one of which just recently went up last week. What if I hate the term kayfabe, and I can't believe you fuckers are breaking kayfabe in order to say the word kayfabe so many times? It's not our fault podcasters didn't come up with new carny terms. <laughs> Go get the bear. <laughs> So, it's going to be a fun week this week, or it has been. Control is out, and because it came out on Tuesday, that's one of the only things that we've had a chance to play that came out this week. But, it doesn't matter. It's all about Remnant. That game fucking yeah, rules. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're you're still entertained. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you not I, entertained? I, 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 it's, it's, I, 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 we talked about it last week, and it's just a minor update, because it... It was a little more Destiny. Cause I didn't, like, for the first, like, ten hours, I, I didn't focus on shooting people. But I had a gun. Hmm. So we called it more Dark Soulsy, And yeah. it is. But with guns. Yes. But then it got a little more Destiny. Without, but then it showed me all the shit that's so stupid about Destiny. Hmm. It, <laughs> just mindless waves of easy-to-mow-down shit is not fun after a while especially when you grind and do it over and over again mm. and uh and and the the shit in remnant it just seems to be like like star trek kirk spock hand-to-hand combat with every enemy you meet oh yeah <laughs> even though you have guns yeah uh, the hand-to-hand in there this game. it's very very visceral uh it's it's don't rely on that though you'll die very quickly but yeah no 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 i got i, I focus mostly on close quarter weapons and i'm doing okay I shoot I things know. in the head from a very far distance because I'm I'm the the, the long hunter. distance guy, yeah. Because yes. I, I got, got the mad cool traits in a my shotgun is just ridiculous at this point. I get a new weapon, I'm like, there's no point in even yeah. leveling up this bullshit. Yeah, you're like, I, nah. I can't afford to bring any other weapon up to my the weapon I got like very early in the game. Yeah, yeah. the boss weapons can be fun though. Oh, no, no. Lots Definitely. of fun little powers. Especially the beam weapon, man. So most stuff that came out this week came out on Friday, so you'll have to wait until next week to hear impressions on things like Astral Chain and Man of Maiden. Or Did someone Maiden. say Friday impressions? You ain't got a job. Yep. You ain't got shit to do. Oh, were well, you not inviting me to do Chris Tucker stuff? <laughs> I mean, always. That yeah. is an open okay. invitation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Does my back punk? Coming, coming. <laughs> <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Yes. Never get tired of hearing that. We nominally begin every episode with a top five. And this week's top five is inspired by some some news that just hit today, which is that of all things, of all things that are getting an HD remake, Aladdin and the Lion King from the 90s. Remember the 90s, kids? They're back. They're back in video game form. We should clarify, though, 
It's the Genesis version of Aladdin, yes. not the SNES version. The pretty one. They had to yeah, explicitly say that. Yeah, but no, that's not a that. popular stance, the one that I think we have, having revisited them. We revisited them in a Laser Time YouTube video side by side. Mm. And you can see which one. Like, one is just, like, garbage over and over again, and one is well-designed levels, but with graphics that don't look like the show or the cartoon. Mm. And, uh, yeah, one's more fun than the other. Yeah, but but uh, I will tell you which one after the break. But I, I, <laughs> did you really come up with this before the news came out? I don't. I, I heard about the news like yet, like at least forty eight hours after you came up with this concept. Uh, yeah. Well, the the concept started out as like digging into uh, full motion animation games, just games that had really fluid hand animated two D. And then this came out, and I realized, what if we instead of doing that, make it about Games that were animated by then-current or former Disney animators. Back when Disney was not just a, a fucking scary monolithic corporation mm. synonymous with quality yeah, that's animation. What Michael and I were saying is that, I mean, back when Disney animator meant something, because now, if you're a Disney animator... You're just called an animator because they own right. everything. <laughs> yeah, Most I, didn't even, I even suggest it in our, in our chat just because when I worked on DuckTales Remastered, a bunch of those people were former Disney animators. Mm-hmm. It's just that's where games people – it's the same tools well, to like work on, uh, work on a 2D sprite-based game yeah, and, yeah. and Disney animation. But th- there was a time, I think, you know, roughly from the, the 30s to the 90s where that meant that you were at the pinnacle of – 2D traditional pen and paper animation. Right. And, uh, you're telling you're telling this, but this wasn't in, this wasn't inspired in any way by D23, the giant Disney convention that's been ruined by acquisitions uh, that happened recently. I actually don't know what that is. So what? No. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> what? Oh man. well, Matt and I will talk about it on a bonus time. That's How about right. That? Yeah. Maybe. Lots I'm of sure it's, it's weird that it's like yeah, Disney convention, but it's like um, here's our Simpsons panel. That's yeah, owned I was, by Disney. I was, I was there. There was a Simpsons there panel a this Simpsons year. Panel. I was there on the the year, a few months after they bought Star Wars. So it like tiny bit of Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Bonus time. patreoncom slash bonus time. Hopefully we'll or laser time. Hopefully we'll talk about it there. Does that mean technically every Simpsons game now qualifies for this theme because Matt Groening is uh, technically a Disney artist now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> while the while the spinning in his grain. He uses three bad words. <laughs> Give me another cigarette. <laughs> so what are we talking about? I'm so confused. <laughs> Times that Disney animators, again, when that meant something, came mm. over and worked on creating video games. Like like basically the American tale of video games. Fievel Goes oh, West. Mm-hmm. American Tale 2. Yes. Well, no, I, 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 just, I, I don't know. Uh, like, I wish I could... Gathers every time I try and talk to a little like like younger kids about games now, they're just not honest with me because I don't think uh, they don't want to seem very enthusiastic about anything. But when we were when we were younger, we had aspirational things in games, and I want to hear. I wish I could hear younger people's who've grown up with like you know the PS4 fucking 4K. Like, what do they want to see in the next generation? But when we were younger. Like we just did a laser time on um, original mascots, and some of them were for games. And it, like it took video games a long time to approximate a human being or a character. You were a dot, a paddle, a how many pixels is Mario? Like sixteen? Like Something like, like he he only has a mustache because they couldn't animate a mouth. Like mm. it was just hard to make a human being. Sort of, but, but there was we- like a weird. There's a couple weird outliers. I'm assuming one of which is on our list. But there were some hand-animated laser disc games mm-hmm. yes. that 
were they okay if you go back and try to play those they are not good games yeah. let's well let's, i'm no. just i'm just gonna say right off the bat we could we could probably just talk about that right now because after a lot of soul searching i decided so don bluth's games dragon slayer you, space you Ace, took dragon out don slayer bluth? Two. yes because those games suck they're terrible but there is there is <laughs> one worse. 3d one that looks like the cartoon that is a real yes. game for the xbox ps2 era but yeah. is also terrible those aren't they those are quick time events those were doing yeah. qtes before qtes were a thing mm-hmm. but oh no, they no. Looked it's beyond, beautiful. It's beyond a qte that shit is a secret menu yes. you have four choices if you hit the wrong one you just die yeah, because like, any sense most qte of the time. like you you can download these games on switch or ps4 now and you get the benefit of like these optional overlays that will tell you like it'll actually flash an arrow in the direction that you're supposed to push whereas the original arcade games would just something on screen flashes and it's just like oh that rock just flashed does that mean that i should push the sword button or push in that direction oh too late i'm dead it's it's so it's such bullshit there were even in the 80s there were interactive movies in theaters where you could dictate the course of, like a, just on a minor level how the plot would flow Dragon's Lair is just like, can you guess how the movie ends? I don't know. What if he jumped? Too bad he didn't. Mm-hmm. And now you're dead. Give me another dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, as that's uh, not what happened in the movie. Don Blue said he didn't jump at the boulder. He dodged to the left. And he, if you push to the right, you lose. Yeah, yeah. But the it, the the thing that made Dragon's Lair especially difficult in arcades is that you would die, and then it would immediately shift to a different unrelated scene. So there's just, just confusion. Like, you never knew what was going on or what you were supposed to do. You couldn't, like, memorize the patterns that would take you through yeah. the game. It was it was the first roguelike. I think what I'm hearing is this was an amazing game, and you <laughs> pussies just couldn't get good. No, I, I did, but it, it took a PC to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I could have yeah. never afforded to get good at this when I was fucking one or whenever this came out yeah <laughs> I, I think you actually were one yes mm-hmm. well my my earliest memory of dragon's lair is actually my dad trying to play it and failing immediately and my parents being like okay let's go do something else and i was like i there was a dragon slayer cartoon on tv at the time right. that i loved and i was like but it's dirk the daring and my mom's like well dirk the daring's game doesn't work very well but it's it's also way darker than that cartoon. It's like yes. when you would die in that game, it was it was some pretty brutal animations uh-huh. and skeletons and stuff. Yeah. My first memory was seeing it in the local Ferrals chain. And, uh, uh, Ferrals. Ferrals is so good. God, it's so that, weird because like if that it, chain we were just cursed. talking about Don Bluth, like <laughs> uh, Don Bluth, a like has a ton of smoking and drinking in all of his cartoons. Mm-hmm. He had, but he also has the most de- decadent, delicious food: gooey cheeses, mm-hmm. greasy burgers, but a ton of death. Because my favorite thing he he did for Disney is the only thing they've ever had to censor because of Christian values. A uh, small one, the story the story of the donkey that takes Jesus right. to the manger. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the most outright Christian thing Disney ever did, and they've had to censor it over and over again. And they don't yeah, even they? show it anymore. And it's wow. beautiful. And I don't give a fuck about Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so it's odd to me that Don Bluth broke away. He convinced a bunch of animators to leave Disney, yeah. and then made. I wish they still existed because it was a little edgier product at the time, but not one that you would find regrettable now. Yeah, well, he he left in like the fifties, came back in the seventies, and yes. did uh, like the Robin Hood, the Disney's Robin Fox Hood, and the Hound. Fox. I yeah, think yeah, is his yeah. last project. Yeah. yeah, and and then went off to to launch his own brilliant career. And yes, along the way, he did these this this 
trio of kind of weird uh, laser disc games, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, and Space Ace. Of those three, I think Space Ace is far and away the best. Partly no, because I never it, ever played it. Holy shit! I I really liked it when I was a kid, and part of the appeal is that unlike Dragon Slayer, like it it can actually branch depending on what you decide to do. Like you'll have options because because the main character gets shot with the Infanto Ray, and so he turns from like a giant space hunk into a skinny little kid. And you can play through different scenes. Uh, you can opt to Hulk out and become the, the hero for a little bit, or you can stay the little kid and they'll play out a little bit differently. I enjoyed that. Somehow I managed to get through that on when it came out for like CD-ROM in the 90s. I can't imagine finishing one of these games in the arcade. That would cost yeah. so much money. A lot of money. And you'd really have to know what you were doing. Yeah, like it was it was rote memorization mm. and what you're talking about of sending me back to an unrelated part that never happened on any of the home conversions for me. No. So I, I can't even imagine, man. Like when I saw that Stranger Things season of them at playing dragons there like where are the parents? This is the one game I would steer kids away from. This is a giant waste of fucking money. I wonder if the randomization thing just had to do with how Laserdisc worked, where it's like, well, this track is the closest to... Yeah, I, well, I think... I bet it had more to do with how arcades work. Yeah. yeah. We don't want... If, if we, we just play this straight through, people are going to figure out how to do it, and then they won't come back and spend money on it anymore. But I was, exactly I, was, right. I was saying, the anecdote I was getting to is that when we were kids, all we really wanted, we talked about all the time, was... Any, a game that looked as good or close to the worst-looking cartoon. If there's Absolutely. only anything out there that looks like Dudley Do Right mm-hmm. uh, or Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle, God, I would just <laughs> yeah. cut off one of my little tiny undescended testicles if, if we could just make that possible. And, you know, and now it's just like easy as fuck to do. Well, you know how we tell <laughs> and, we tell ourselves like every generation that games look realistic, and then we go back and look at a previous generation, we're like, oh my god, that looks so bad, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like with the cartoon thing. We've never really, I would say up until this generation, we didn't get it. Um, We finally got it with Cuphead, which does look like a cartoon in action. Mm -hmm. We got it a little bit, I guess if you count the Rayman Legends games as last generation. Yeah, yeah. Rayman, um, DuckTales Remastered, Mm -hmm. Elysium. I think we've got, even even Wind Waker to some extent, not really. Uh, But but a playable cartoon, it's just so easy to do, most people don't bother. Well, since yeah. you mentioned Cuphead, that's actually another hook, news hook for this uh, this top five. Yes, and that yeah. was announced, I think, back in June, that uh, former Disney animator is joining to create the DLC, the Delicious Last Course. Yes. Yes. Two years delayed at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, can't wait. Yeah. I mean, Cuphead was what? Like can't wait to not finish delayed? that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, yeah, we, we got the Don Blue stuff out of the way, so uh, we don't have to talk about it in the top five, which we will jump into right after this. You know, in the age of iPhones, we are all walking around with some of the best cameras we've ever had. And with these good cameras, we all have tons of photos. But when you get that really perfect picture and you want to turn it into something real that you can see every day, PosterBurner.com can turn your photos into amazing prints. Imagine walking into your room, your apartment, whatever, just seeing that perfect family photo, vacation picture... Or if you need to get a gift for family or friends, there's nothing in this price range that's going to be as impressive and meaningful as a custom print. PosterBurner.com is easy to use, affordable, and the quality is truly top-notch. They make amazing posters. And when they say posters, they don't mean these like flimsy poster prints you find in like, stores in the mall. No, no, no. These are like thick, premium photo paper. And you can get a 24 by 36 movie-sized poster for under 20 bucks. 
They also make premium canvas prints, metal prints, decals, stickers, almost anything you can imagine printing. These guys got you covered. I ordered a canvas print for my wall, and it looks awesome. It's a high-quality canvas we're talking here. We're talking like stuff you would see in an art gallery. It's got that matte finish because, hey, I'm classy like that. It was also super easy to order. I just uploaded the picture, chose the size, the options I wanted. I was able to complete the order in a matter of minutes. So decorate your PC tower, your Switch, your PS4, Xbox controller, whatever, man. Anything you want to put a sticker on or a print, you can just go nuts at posterburner.com. So take our advice, do as we say, save a little money for a rainy day. Just go to posterburner.com slash VGA today and you'll get an additional 10% off your order. That discount applies to every type of print they offer. Again, that's posterburner.com slash VGA, posterburner.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Not Don Bluth. Uh, yeah, not Don Bluth. Yes. So sad. Games, games animated by Disney, mm-hmm. which even now, even though they could do it, they usually don't. But back then... I don't know, like, I don't know. Keep going, Michael. Give me the intro, and I'll, I'll go into my spiel whenever. All right, here we go. Number five. Oh, God damn it. This is not, I promise you, it's not the menu screen to a bowling game. It's not the menu screen to an Austin Powers DVD, which it sounds <laughs> more like. Yeah. You, you promise me a Blues Brothers cartoon isn't about to pop up? <laughs> yes, yes. So this is this is a game called The Act. The Act, yes. Yeah. Oh, The Act. The yeah. Act is crazy. Yeah, which is it's a crazy game with a crazy history that, again, yes, involves recruiting former Disney animators to create this kind of, it's a little bit, Dragon's Lairy in that it's all full motion animation, except that you have direct control over what's going on. The idea was that it's like we want to make a casual game for arcades. At I think this was like in the early two thousands when arcades were dying. Sounds like a winning business plan. Yeah, but but the the creators thought like, well, current arcade games are too intimidating and inaccessible. We want to make something that people can get into easily, that women will want to play, and uh, we'll, we'll put them in places away from arcades, like bowling alleys and restaurants and where you used to find games. You start playing, and there's a cartoon, and you have a steering wheel. And you can use the a steering wheel. It's like an Arkanoid paddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little, <laughs> little uh, dial. A dial is a better way to put it. And you you're using it to modulate the main character's behavior mostly like so that that music that i just played is him imagining he sees this nurse and immediately falls in love with her he's he's a window washer and he imagines like this casablanca situation where he's rick and he goes up to her at a bar and like standing across the room from her and just kind of catching her eye and so you're controlling like okay does he kind of hold back and and just sort of play it cool do you rotate it forward and make him be a little bit more forward uh if you rotate it all the way he just immediately jumps forward and and starts like thrusting his hips and it sounds like this and she walks away 
too too much too soon. But the, the right, it's the game yeah. is sort of a game about emoting. Yeah, it's about emoting and it's about reading signals. And it's sort of mm-hmm. like okay, as the other character kind of matches your signals, uh, do you, how, how far do you go to the right? How much forward is just enough? And and that's just the beginning. Like the rest of it is you're you're trying to get your your partner to work on washing windows while at the same time getting your boss to climb back into a window so that he doesn't come out and smack you so that you fall to your death. Or there's another part where you're desperately trying to push a hospital gurney through corridors and you need to navigate it around obstacles or you need to blend in with a group of doctors by smiling and nodding, but not uh, smiling too broadly or looking too confident. Uh, It's it's varied, and it it basically adds up to like a 15-minute short, wordless. Yeah, they don't talk. That's it. It's all just music. Yeah, it's it's a window washer who wants to meet a nurse, so he disguises himself as a doctor and causes a bunch of trouble, gets his partner mixed up with a brain transplant patient, and incidentally, this is what it sounds like, when a guard slips on a brain on the floor in this game. <laughs> yep. This 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 game is an animation fan's delight, but one it of is. the worst games ever. <laughs> well, it's well. It, that's the thing is is we didn't know how bad it was until 2012 because it was canceled. It never yeah. really came out until it yeah. came to well, iOS devices. It, it, it came to arcades and it flopped horribly. Yeah. Like nobody had ever heard of this game. It was it was like a little known thing. I think it came to California Extreme, the the arcade show that we have in Northern yeah, California. Yeah, played it there like year. three times. Yeah. And and then yeah, and three occasions. Excuse yeah. me, I played a ton of this game. Yeah, twenty twenty twelve. You said it came to, yeah, to, to iOS. iOS yes, yeah. yeah, and that it's it, which has since been delisted. I it, believe it has. You can no longer play this game. It's it's no longer compatible with iOS eleven, or it never was. So it's it's one of those. It's just like I've had it on my phone for a while, and I went to play it for this. It's like oh, can't play it. it doesn't work with iOS eleven. Oh shit! I mean, you can never play update it, your just, devices. Just kids. watch a long play. That yeah. that is playing this game. Yeah, and then like look up a fail compilation because that's kind of funny. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's just nuts in terms of like there have been, I don't know. I think the LTC even posted like the Tiny Toons Cartoon Workshop game that came out for NES. There have been a ton of games that allegedly allowed you to control a cartoon, but this was interesting because you could control the reactions of the main character. <clears throat> But not his movement or choices. <laughs> not uh, really. But yeah. like, just like if you're interested in the visual design of animation, I thought that was. I think this is really cool. Well, what's weird? But Chris, I don't. I don't. That's a hard sell to the ma- the primary arcade audience. So you can speak more to this, Chris. But what's interesting? It, it is ex Disney animators, but the look of the human beings is not a traditional Disney look. It looks more like. Hanna Barbera humans, almost, or even like um, it looks more like a like a Lucas Lucas art. Mm. See, yeah. I, what we were saying is, it looked like remember the cartoon version of Larry Laffer from Leisure Suit Larry, like the yes. the early two thousands versions yeah. of Leisure Suit Larry. Like that's what his face looks like. Well, I, I was thinking it reminded me a little bit of Oliver and Company for some reason, like the humans in Why that. Why should I worry? All right, well that'd be Disney then, sure. Yeah, yeah. but it it also kind of has like. If if you watch it for a while, you start to notice it has like an almost sketchy style to it. Like the some of the lines are like slightly out of place as the characters mm-hmm. are moving. It has a sort of rough cut quality. Like this wasn't quite finalized and polished in the way that you'd expect a Disney joint to be. But it still looks well, I, really good, and it has I character. Think, I don't think I think it was trying to mimic. Oh boy, uh, the. <laughs> 
uh, Xerox look uh, pioneered in 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. actually, that's what yeah, it looks that, like. That's a good yeah. It looks like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. It's that style. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is literally a Xerox machine scanning the pencil stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but that's why the, those movies, it, it looks like real pencil. And I think at the time, everyone thought it was quite novel. Mm. They could save time and it gave the, these cartoons a stylized look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 101 Dalmatians is the first Disney movie with a car. Is it? <laughs> oh, wow. I think so. Wow. I think uh, animated movie. Sorry. Do not do not bring up the ugly dachshund or the barefoot executive <laughs> to me. I don't want to hear about that shit. Yeah. I was thinking, what, what is it? The happy millionaire or whatever the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, the, the one and only genuine family band. If you, if you mentioned where Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn met, I will punch you. Um, <laughs> but the but if you want to talk Blackbeard's ghost, I'm here for it all night long. <laughs> <laughs> It's really fucking good. You guys need to <laughs> Peter Ustinov, man. He's fucking okay. he's amazing. He's Blackbeard. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, the act, this is the time where I'd usually tell you like, oh yeah, go out and play this, but you can't. So <laughs> unless you already have it on iOS and on a, on a device that will work with it, uh, it's kind of difficult to play. Yeah, you, you can't, but I, I always want to emphasize it. It's a, it's a bold, failed experiment. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a good utilization of very, very talented people. Mm-hmm. And and a better approach to FMV, I think, than uh, oh, a rock flashed. Better draw my sword. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's better than anything that was ever on Sega CD. So yeah, there. I am curious though with the cues. How like what was the timing like? Did was it like you saw something happen and you had a window to react, or was it all in real time with that dial? It was in real time. Like for instance, the the flirtation scene. Like it it starts out with her kind of looking over at you so you kind of want to inch the dial toward her so that you're like going from just sort of leaning against the bar to like kind of standing up making gun fingers and uh you know smiling and then it all happens very gradually and fluidly and and like she'll maybe turn around and look look your way and maybe twirl her hair and it's like that's kind of your cue to like okay let's move a little forward let's start doing a little dance or something like that mm. and uh, and it's it's that you are supposed to be matching the characters like how how forward the other character is like that's how much you should dial it up to and if you go all the way like you'll it'll it'll end badly okay i was gonna say yeah where's the control for me to fumble over my words and embarrass mm-hmm. myself and have her ridicule me as i walk out of Just the bar crying twist it all the way to the right uh-huh you'll get uh-huh. what you want all yeah, right yeah. perfect you'll you'll flub this encounter horribly yeah it's, but it's not like I, I think they didn't know that going in i think they just thought not unlike Dragon's Lair in the 2000s, mm. the beautiful veneer of the game would overshadow any of the interactive yeah. shortcomings. And I don't, I don't think it did, and I don't think it does. But it's still like it's still so pretty to look at that you can enjoy almost all of it on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, in the exact same way. I love that. It, I just clicked on the trailer. It has a pull quote from Games Radar, and huh. I, that one, and I didn't write it. Oh wow. Yeah, I think I might know who did, but... Uh, I know who did. It's also got a really weird name. I think maybe that was part of its failure is like, yeah. It's hard to Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. well, it, yeah, it's it's hard to Google. It's hard to find stuff on YouTube. I got lots of uh, hits for Garfield caught in the act. Of course. <laughs> like, no, the act. Might have got a that. couple sister John, act hits I'm masturbating in there. to lasagna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to something a little bit more accessible for hardcore gamers. Number four. Wow. Come on. Wow. Yeah, 
dig that lovely PC speaker music. I've, yeah, boy. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so this is this is what everyone's excited about getting an HD remaster. What is this? Uh, Aladdin. Al Haddon. <laughs> yeah. Disney's yet another reference to the Miami Aladdin movie that me and two other people have seen. Miami Aladdin. It, it, it's shot all in Miami. It's like one of the, it, but it was one of the few things you get on VHS. Oh God! Like when right when Aladdin came out in theaters, like oh the movie Aladdin, and you get home, it's like this is live action. It's present day, and the character's name is Al Haddon. <laughs> I think oh. I remember this. Yes. Oh my God. Al last name Haddon, and I, I just I, it's it's so obscure. Sorry, I thought I remember talking about that on some podcast. No, I, I think I remember you bringing it to the games radar offices. Um, but yeah, just uh, well, since you since you called it, I gotta play the victory noise. This kind of I think is the most iconic use of Disney animators. Certainly, the the most widely advertised. Uh, well, it's, it's a massive shift in how you presented games based on animated films. Yes. Yeah. But- it, it's, it, it, and it wasn't that it was never possible. It's just that no one would really bother to do it. Mm. And once people did, like, these are all, like, shiny people. Like, shiny. Like, it ended up, Earthworm Jim came out of this game. Mm. Oh, wow. If I'm not mistaken. Like, it was it was so impressive. Like, you can do this in a game, like, not unlike how we talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You could always do this, but most of you don't want to make the effort. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you'll really wow people and they'll continue talking about it. And and Virgin Interactive, it, it sent them on a weird course of, of making a ton of, well, not a ton, about four Disney games. Hmm. But uh, but this is the first one and it was a Genesis exclusive. And it, 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 it I remember it made me want to trade in my Super I had the Super Nintendo first. I traded it in. I saved up. I didn't eat for months to oh, save geez. up my lunch money and traded in my Super Nintendo to buy a Genesis, wow. partially because of this. I thing. did the exact opposite. I had the Genesis first, sold it, saved up, and bought the SNES. Mm. Weird. So what, what What? specifically, though, was novel and unique? Was it just we're talking about how they're animating the sprites in this game? Yes. So the sprites were all drawn like, and animated. Like just last week, we talked about Decap Attack and like just... Yeah. Open up two windows and look at the cap attack next to Aladdin. <laughs> it's like you'd think they were different generations yeah. of consoles. Yeah, absolutely. But they, this was all the sprites were drawn and animated by Disney animators who had worked on the film, mm. uh, and that that was a huge deal. Like a, again, they they made a big push about like showing people like, look, here's an animator drawing the sprite, and here's the sprite in the game, and it's very fluid. It looks really pretty. Everything's super on model for Disney. You know, you, you'll fight guards who look like guards from the movie. You'll jump up and down on camels wearing fezes who spit things at guards. Aladdin has a big-ass scimitar, which made him considerably edgier than the, the unarmed Super Nintendo version, who just threw just, apples. And all, all these interstitial flexes, just mm-hmm. like true animated sequences in between levels. Oh, yeah. Like, they really went all so, out on, like, here's, here's a sprite of just... Aladdin doing a weird little dance with Abu, like in in yep. the interstitial, and yeah, throwing up an apple with his elbow, uh-huh. yeah, polishing it. Like it, it looks amazing. And like once you learn about how these things are made, and like how no, every one of these sprites is an individual drawing that occupies memory in the game. It's like you, wow, they they really rolled out the red carpet for this thing. They. They they went as far as they could on a cartridge, and that's probably why the music sounds like ass. Yeah. Well, when you look into old ass games, like I mentioned earlier, that Mario only has a mustache because they couldn't figure out how to make a a usable mouth mm-hmm. to like <laughs> to to make a character look human. 
and that uh, in our old retronauts, we were just looking into punch out and like Miyamoto graphing out on graph paper how they could make characters that look like drawings in like the late 80s. It was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. And like, and it just, it's bizarre that like this desire was there, but like it, it just never came together. I, I feel like there's some amazing story in Virgin Interactive. Another wonderful failed Richard Branson. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> endeavor. But like uh, they, they really went all out with this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and for the first two games they made, it, it paid off huge. Well, that's what's wild, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some pictures now and, and the comparisons between the SNES version. And it's like, you're right. The sprites are amazing looking. Even the UI is amazing. Like, dude, this life bar is amazing. Yeah. This might be the best mm-hmm. looking life bar in any game yeah, ever. Awesome. The but the, the backgrounds do not look so good. Like, the backgrounds are, are very much video game backgrounds from the time. And so it is like, you can tell where they, they spent the money on the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you're not really looking at the background so much. You're looking at the characters and mm-hmm. movements. And yeah, it, oh, and there's, a, there's a shitload of reused assets everywhere. Like, you'll, you'll oh, play yeah. every sequence in Aladdin like five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that you were talking about if, if every character is a different sprite, they had to save memory wherever they could because it was a cartridge, and so additional yeah. memory means additional cost for that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you, you, it's it's weird because you start in in Agrabah, you flee the city, you go out into the desert, which I think is where Aladdin finds the Cave of Wonders in the movie. But yes. he goes back to Agrabah, and then eventually, like, he goes through the dungeons and finds the Cave of Wonders, gets the magic carpet, starts flying around. There's a little bit of that, and uh, then I think like the second to last level is just this bizarre fever dream inside of the lamp where the soundtrack is this. Oh, no. Again, I feel like I'm playing a Star Wars game in the early 80s on a PC speaker or something. Just, oh, man. Well, that is fucking beautiful Aladdin music. It is. And uh, they both games have an in-lamp sequence. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But it's uh, the, the Virgin people made their bones with the Aladdin game. I don't know how it ended up as a Genesis exclusive. I imagine that had to do with Capcom's rights over Disney stuff because they made the Little Mermaid game. Mm-hmm. Which um, which version and, told uh, teenagers to take off their clothes? No, neither. <laughs> None. Nobody said that. Scat, good I, tiger, take off and go. I know. It doesn't sound like a real I human know, line, but I listen know. to it, you can hear. But it's funnier if I make the joke. No, it sounded like take no. off their clothes to me. I'll say that. Take off. Aladdin's your a perfect movie. I don't care if it's a bunch of white people playing. <laughs> God, that song too was so good. Holy mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite Robin Williams sequences ever. Like just the guy who can't sing and in two days cranked out that amazing musical number. That damn, mm. uh, so good. Yeah. And that, that lamp sequence is in the game is just crazy. Like, again, they, they put in a bunch of new sprites. Like, the, they're, like, disappearing platforms that are genie hands that you have to jump around on. The whole thing is, like, this just snaking around very long genie body. And I think, like, there are surfaces in the game where you have to, like, hold a jump in order to continually climb up them. And that's one of them. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, in hindsight, not a great game. I don't know. I just played it uh, prior to, to this recording session, and it, it still feels okay to me. Like, I only got it a few levels in, but it's just like, yeah, this is all right. This doesn't no, feel like it's, a, it's a flash a, animation that I'm playing through. The Aladdin in the Super Nintendo version can do a lot more shit. And it sure. makes it more of an interesting platformer. But I'm sure it's more of a game. It's more like what we would think of as like, yes, this is a 16-bit platformer, but... 
Yes. Yeah. Whereas this this is a really floaty. I don't know. I always call it. I don't. I don't mean to demean it, but it's like it feels like those games you'd play in Flash a long time ago. I don't mm-hmm. know of any great platformers yeah. I ever played yeah. in Flash. I don't know that I go. Aladdin th- feels a lot like that. I don't know that I go that far. It it has some decent physics to it. Like Aladdin feels like a solid character, and I think the. The graphics are still weirdly mesmerizing. Like, I wouldn't recommend yeah. playing this no, like on a huge screen, but uh, yeah, I agree. Even playing it now, like we, we did for a feature a few years ago, just because in terms of like, like in terms of Disney nostalgia, nostalgia in general, it's like the movie's great, and this is actually a game that looks like the movie, and but still, but still, uh, what do you call it? Authentic to the 16-bit era. Um, it just sort of redefined what you could do in the 16-bit era. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's odd that that all channeled into Earthworm Jim and nothing else. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, like I don't know. Virgin was really in a role. I don't know how far to go off on this, so you tell no, me. No, I, I guess what I'm a little disappointed by is, like, why only this version on this upcoming release? Like, it, it feels like... Because no one has... Because people don't know about the SNES one. It, like, yeah. literally, little Chris Antista wanted to get rid of his Super Nintendo to get closer to this version. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that people are nostalgic for. And again, this is the, the more Disney-sanctioned of the two, since it had the it actual one. I'm curious, like, if it, what kids out there, are they just laughing at us? Are we just buying rebuying Flintstones launch boxes? Yes. Are, We're doing that, that too. <laughs> because that's 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 the speech I made in the um because because video games at the time like right before this, it was no different to Disney, in their licensing department as like a beach towel or a fucking action figure. Mm-hmm. They would find it bizarre. Like you need to bring back this beach towel, <laughs> remaster this, <laughs> remaster this T-shirt. Like Disney didn't make a distinction, mm-hmm. and this is sort of. The first time they like kind of put their A team behind it, and and it turns out it, it is remembered very well, uh, and and kudos to all of you. You won't make any money on it residually off of it, <laughs> uh, but, but but yeah, like Disney, like licensed games are viewed differently, and I don't know what changed Disney's focus on that. I really don't because uh, they have a just for as many great games as they had, they have a ton of bad games. Mm. Like brutal and, and and horrible games, <laughs> irredeemable games, and uh, and 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 I think this does. Even though I don't love it anymore, but I did at the time, and I, I can see why people would be curious enough to go back and check it out. Yeah, I think I think it's worth going back and checking out again. I don't know how much you want to play into it, but mm. but just as a as a curiosity, as something to to look at and say like, wow, this looks really pretty. Like, yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to you, Chris, this is slightly better. Number two. It starts. Something about penguins and Obama? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's Disney did own Club Penguin. I love this game. Do you? All right. I, I do think it's a, it's a slightly better game. I, I, I believe it's it's. I forget the statistic. It, it, it's one of the best selling games on the Genesis ever. So this is, of course, the Lion King. The Lion King, the, also from Virgin Interactive. Yeah. The the other later, but somewhat lesser known. I think I think they pushed the animation angle a little less hard with this one. But again, they did get Disney animators to come in, do the the sprites, the animations, some of the backgrounds. 
So I don't, I don't think they did. I think because like there is a shit. Like if you look at the character sheets to everything in this game, mm-hmm. it's fucking drastic. Like every every character who has a name in the film is given like forty different pieces of animation, and and and, and Simba is given a lot of abilities, whereas Aladdin can slash and chomp. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff you can do yeah. uh, in Lion King, and it's it's big and it's fucking brutal. Oh yes. Yeah, there's there's some uh, some really unforgiving stages, like the one where you run at the camera while being chased by wildebeests. Um, was this the first time that you had that perspective with the character running straight at the camera, which then Naughty Dog would put in every Crash Bandicoot and Uncharted? I, I'm hoping we talk about another game that did that first hmm. uh, on this very list. But I, I, I think other than that, yeah. But... Um, but that's but that's what but seriously like if you think back that's what made that magical that's a very crazy sequence and that was CG slowly creeping into 2D animation that will to be sequence yeah. uh, where spoiler Mufasa dies James Earl Jones he did it twice yeah he had his uh, voice in this too or at least a very convincing sound alike he did that sounded like JTT I want to draw hard around it everything the light touches is our kingdom sounds like yeah, yeah, that could be I don't, him, yeah. like every every level starts with Timon saying it's Stott. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he says that in the movie. <laughs> so, like, I, I have to imagine these are, like, outtakes or uh, alternate takes. I don't think anybody came in to record dialogue for this no. game. And I'm not sure that they, they got the uh, the original cub roar from the movie either. <laughs> that shit is used everywhere. If you play the Lion King game, you'll hear that fucking everywhere. It's used in cat commercials. Mm-hmm. It's used as, like, fucking bad trailer cutaway uh, cat sequence music. <laughs> yep. Fucking, yeah. It's used all used, the time. Used on like when a cat gets stepped on in a comedy. Uh, yeah. But but that it's, that is the, you, you hit a button to do that in this game. That is Simba's roar and it's really only good for like, I want to make this monkey that throws me switch directions. want to make him throw me in a different direction. Which I, I agree in hindsight is not fun. But when <laughs> that whole level is not very fun. Simba gets to do it, it's a lot more fun. Hmm. And I don't know of any other game where you get to play as your young and more adult self, but I think Nintendo owes the Lion King game a ton of money for Ocarina of Time because it mm. happened here first. Uh, <laughs> You're saying Simba's here. the original hero of time. That's exactly what I'm saying. The Lion King is the original. If you want to play Ocarina of Time on the Genesis, the Lion King is how you do it. I mean, he said right before he was fired. They're all just Macbeth, so they owe Shakespeare money. <laughs> um, yeah, you also get bonus rounds with Timon and Pumbaa, which are, I think, basically like They're awesome. They recorded Nathan Lane making a gulping, like a cartoon gulping noise, and then they just that that plays every single time you you get a bug, and uh, also the the Timon one ends like this. <laughs> I ain't like a pig. Important. That's the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this game, this game is fucking beautiful. And but I, it also is not. I don't think it holds up very well. I think it holds up. I think it's a better game if you want to get to know it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I like the only thing. Okay, so I had written about this somewhere else. There are so many weird jumps that don't make any sense, and I think that's partially mm-hmm. because. Disney lavishly animated so many different ways for Simba to jump on things. Yeah. Oh yeah. They and like to, animate him hanging off at ledges in this game. Right. Like, it's it's amazing. Hanging off ledges. I think in a- order for you to see that, it, it it like makes jumps harder than they need to be. We're like, well, the ledge is clearly in. 
is clearly a couple inches over this way, but it's not registering so Simba can hang and crawl his way back up in this beautiful like sequence of physical animation. Mm. But like it doesn't need to you made the game harder and stupider and, and like airplane hangery just so you can see that more often. Yeah, and uh, it, it's sort of annoying on, on 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 replays. Did anybody ever finish this game? Uh, I'm sure someone did. You know, certainly people on YouTube have. I, I haven't I, finished I did, it. I like did I... with with on just the Super Nintendo. Wow. Well, yeah, I was going to ask. So, you know, in the last game with Aladdin, obviously they were they're pretty much different games. Now this one was on SNES and Amiga as well, but it was the same game on all three. I think, well, I know that the Super Nintendo and Genesis version were the same game. I don't know about the Amiga version. Uh, yeah, I don't, and because I th- and I also think this this weird remaster, from what I saw, like this the, the the Aladdin Lion King remaster will contain the Game Boy and maybe Game Gear versions of this game. Oh, what the? Because it, it it's it's one of the best selling games of the entire era. And yeah. we can't but, get uh, Aladdin SNES. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, different, I, different I, that's publisher, the thing man. I, I've always been really curious about when we do get these games. They're either through the companies who help bring them into existence. Or from companies who are completely defunct and don't exist anymore. Virgin Interactive. Yep. Yeah. Like I don't know, does Disney own Ducktales, uh, or do they have to have Capcom involved? I, I'm not sure legally that they do. It's just a bad look to not use them. But like Westwood and uh, Virgin are gone, so mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, no one gives a fuck if EA is given a residual for a Lion King game to exist in 2019. Yeah. They, they bought Westwood, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they have some some rights to that. Uh, it's, I, I don't know that they do. I really well, don't. they don't have rights to the license, but they have rights to that game. They so. have rights to the code. Yeah, yeah I don't... I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm again, a Again, I do not know that they do. I think and they... It, there's, a, there's a chance they may not. I think... So I don't think Disney could go out and just publish... DuckTales games without, like, the actual DuckTales games without Capcom's help, because probably they don't have the they source code. They did that with a mobile games. version when we when Capcom released really? DuckTales Remastered. Ooh. It, Ooh. But it wasn't the same game. Oh, well, okay. Uh, well, that's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, yeah. No, because I think, yeah, the publisher owns the source, the source code, basically. Disney, though, owns the rights to the name, though. Okay. So you, and so, yeah, you they do have to get back together to release that game, because unless you wanted to call it something completely different and change all the characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I swear, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I don't see. Do they really have to conduct this game with EA's approval? This remaster with EA's approval? They probably have wasn't to involved at all. Fee. Well, who is publishing the remaster? Because Disney doesn't publish anything directly. Like they they do everything Disney's they do now is, is licensed. Though. They, they don't have a game division anymore. Disney's Disney's game division is is, is all oh, mobile. It was uh, nighttime, uh, something like that. Um, I only saw like the leaked footage, so like I couldn't read who the name, what the name was. Uh, but but yeah, this game's hard as balls, and there are a billion levels, and the uh, final n- boss is kind of amazing. It's one of the one of the most memorable sequences to me on the entire Super Nintendo platform. Huh? Because I I eventually rebought a Super Nintendo after getting the Aladdin uh, Genesis. I see, uh, I had a friend yeah, who did you, that too. He sold his Super Nintendo to buy a Sega CD, and then reversed that decision like a year later. Yeah, uh, but you just had to come up with your own fifty bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, you could just keep doing that yeah. if you didn't have any money or a job. Incidentally, it's Nighthawk Interactive and Digital Eclipse that are behind there the remaster. Okay, well, Dig- Digital Eclipse is the conversion people. They're the ones. They're the ones bypassing source code, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, sorry, is, is that what is, is that public knowledge? That, that's public knowledge. That's what they do. 
Uh, they make the Mega Man series, uh, the the Legend. What do you call that? I fucking forgot. The Mega Man compilations. Mega oh, Man Legends. The, the, yeah. Legacy Collection. Legacy Collection. Legacy yeah, Collection, not Legends. Right. And, yeah. Legends and, is the, uh, the PS1 rare replay game. stuff. Is that yeah. you spit in the game and it makes a new source code, so you don't have to pay <laughs> the people mm. involved. Um, yeah, I think I think that's how that works. Hmm. And but whatever, like it, it's just like. Um, Lion King's not something uh, I would rather play both Aladdin games before this, but I think this is inarguably the best game that came out of the Virgin Westwood period, mm-hmm. um, which include Jungle Book and Pinocchio, which are both mm-hmm. great games drawn by Disney people. Pinocchio being, for the weirdest reason, the last one. Yeah. It's it's the one the fewest people play, but it's gorgeous. They wanted to include Pinocchio, but uh, there were strings attached to the deal. Am I right? Come on, man. <laughs> Don't you ultra on this situation. <laughs> All right, well, let's move along. Number two. I'm Eliza. Uh, <laughs> what is this wild thornberries horse shit? Uh, well, this is a game that you streamed, actually. Oh. This is Harold. Okay, yeah. Who's heard of Harold? Speaking of what, I mean, it kind of looks like Wild Thornberries a little bit. Well, character. that main character has a huge nose and red hair, so yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard of this game uh, when Michael mentioned it, and I played it and streamed it. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm embarrassed by that, because it was exactly what I wanted. And it was like one of the first things we ever streamed on YouTube.com slash Laser Time. Yeah, Harold is a very strange game that, it like, when you play it, it kind of feels like this would have been ideally suited for mobile but then mobile wouldn't have given you quite the the big field of view that you would need for it it's a game where you are playing as a guardian angel named gabe who's trying to pass his guardian angel exam and he uh gets handed this shitty shitty runner that he needs to to take care of gabe eagerly awaits the selection of his runner an audacious runner, a true champion, a, um, uh, uh, um. Gabe appeals to Guardian School Director Professor Enoch, who insists that the runner's roulette never makes mistakes and that this new runner, Harold, is a new challenge that will teach Gabe that raw talent, hard work, and a humble heart are what makes a guardian angel truly great. So yes, Gabe is a guardian angel who's never had to do a day's work in his life. He's skated through on raw talent and uh, is is handed this... Uh, he, he has to help this runner in a foot race, and this runner is just this skinny little wimp who is so utterly incompetent that he can't even avoid basic obstacles on his own. Here we go! Your first obstacle is that wall. Let's try that again. This time, try to break the wall before Harold runs into it. So you exercise indirect control over uh, the environment as Harold is running along. It's a runner game. It's a runner game, but you have to move platforms or knock down obstacles to not only uh, help Harold stay alive and in the race, but also to mess up his opponents. Which, which So you're Rayman basically supernatural it. cheating. But Rayman did later as well, where the little guy can help you as you're running yeah, through Murphy Rayman. Did. Yeah, Murphy. Yeah. You hear that, Harold? Every time a bell rings... 
Gabriel gets his wings. Uh-huh. Yeah. I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you can also, uh, I think you've got like three lightning bolts per race that you can use to kind of give Harold a little burst of speed. And, uh, which is so not a burst of speed. I mean, it's it it he jumps up in the air and then like runs fast for a few seconds and then so fast ish. The most yeah. fascinating thing about this game, how did this come about? How did ex Disney animators be like, we're going to work on a racing game? On so a- the main reason that I still know about this game is because me and podcast co founder Ann Lewis took a an appointment to see it in at a PAX one year. And we were meeting with the creator, and he was talking about that they had set up their company in Orlando. And right around the time that Disney was shutting down their Orlando studio, so there were a lot of out-of-work Disney animators. Like 0405. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So they're like, oh, why don't we make a game that uh, will give these people uh, a job? And so they they pulled this town together, and they put out this very lavishly animated game about uh, runners in a foot race where <laughs> with guardian angels that have to help them out. Interestingly, the cutscenes in this game do not look like they're Disney animated. Like they, they're kind of static images and cartoons that just move very, just very basically like animatics. Mm-hmm. And then all of the attention was clearly lavished on the characters that are running the races and who are very expressive and they are all very memorable just to look at. Like, Here's the pretty lady. Here's the big hunk. Here's the little muscle dude who looks sort of like Arlie Ermey and is just very determinedly going hut, 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 hut the whole time. So I don't want to get too much into the weeds of how animation works, but Chris, maybe you can speak to this because I do know, I mean, how game development works. So we talk about Disney animators did this game. In, in modern terms, what that actually means is like every few frames are drawn by a Disney animator and then the rest are usually filled in by dudes in Korea or some other place mm. where it's it's lower it's less expensive to outsource that work and so I'm wondering like is no, that I think happening there's a lot? fewer distinct there's fewer distinct frames of animation in games for the most part so they can they and can do the whole thing they don't need to outsource yeah that. but there's there's also a lot of programming work that like I and I would guess most animators can't begin to explain to you uh, it's, it's a hard thing to mesh together. And I think one of the weirdest things you, you can see about this game is that it's done traditional, traditionally 2D style to look old school, but it's also 60 frames a second. And oh, almost yeah. every animated thing you've ever seen has been in 24, 24 to 30 yeah. frames a second. So it looks... It's jarring. It looks like... Oh, have you... Look- did we talk about that on the previous show? you seen like the Tom and Jerry's that they do in 60 frames per second? Yeah. It is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they still... They do... Like, there are always sequences, even in Disney movies, that are done in 60 frames. Like, in more frames um, than usual. It but, looks uh, so rare. weird. It, like, it almost rare. makes you sick to your stomach when you see it. You're like, what is going on? Like, the motion just yeah. seems off. Yeah, and like it's oh yeah, when someone that's right, someone did like I, I feel like they upres and interpolated that. I don't think they made Tom and Jerry. No one wants to do double the animation. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think they filled in the frames to, to get it to, to be sixty frames per second, but it, it just gave it this really off feeling, like it, almost like an uncanny valley thing with animation. You're like, what the hell is going on? But yeah, it was it was not good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're farming out the design or the the artwork to Korea. But I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to have done that with the programming and the coding. Um, The game, the gameplay is fairly basic. Yeah, Um, I think as a result of the attention paid to the visuals, 
I mean, yeah, you do I have think to. It's only still on Steam. Yeah, it was only ever published on Steam, as far as I can tell. Sure. I think it was planned for consoles, but like looking at it on uh, GameFAQs right now, it looks like the 316 PS3 versions are still marked as TBA. So it's still still hope. Yeah, great. <laughs> but it's been on Steam since 2015, and yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't really call it that simple because you know it does challenge you to kind of take into a lot of things at once in the environment and everything keeps moving along so you don't really have time to stop and think you just kind of have to but none of that involves the nature of the animation right because most everything else in the is typical like static sprite or 3d object Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah i mean it looks nice but not as nice as the runners well, that's what's weird, though, is most most runner games, eventually you do have to kind of just, you're looking ahead in the track at all times because you're reacting. Oh, yeah. You don't really have time to admire that beautiful animation they've done on the main character because you're not really looking at him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... But it is one of those things, it, it still holds up as really, really gorgeous mm-hmm. to this day. Even if it's, it, I don't know if I love the concept that much, but it, uh, it, it looks astonishing. Mm. Even how many years later? Four years. Four years. Jesus, oh. No, almost 10 years. Wait, Wait, what? I'm sorry, I'm looking at a trailer from 2012. Oh, okay. 2015 is when yeah. this came out. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was like we first saw it in like 2012 or something. It took a few years to come out. Yeah, because you mentioned the studios were closing down in 2004 and 5. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, 10 years yeah. later. A long odyssey to get to that point. And, uh, and then, like I said, again, like everything about it just kind of screams like this would have been great on mobile, like to the point where... You only have to place. Uh, you have to place in at least third place in each race to, to advance. So you you have like the three stars that pop oh, up. Oh wow! And yeah, sounds like a depending mold. on yeah, and and then like yeah, this this would have been perfect for touch controls. Uh, trying to scroll through the the stage and manipulate everything with a mouse is a little more awkward or with a controller. Oh, but wow. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Harold, yeah. Should Seems go, like a game ahead of its time a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And I mean, you know, the gameplay-wise, you know, there are better games, but it looks really pretty. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, let's move along to the inevitable. I say inevitable, but uh, even I didn't see this coming when I started on this this morning. Oh, what could this be? Uh, is this Mania? This is Mickey Mania. And uh, this is a game that came out for originally Super Nintendo, Genesis, and Sega CD. Later came to the PS1 as Mickey's Adventure. Mickey's Wild Adventure. Well, it's, always, it's always called that in the UK. Yeah, in they the UK. They don't know Mickey Mania. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen to the difference. Here's Here's the Genesis version. Now here's the PlayStation version, which it also sounds like the Sega CD version. Oh! Hiya, Mr. Goat. Yeah, there's a, a goat character early on that just like shoots like musical notes at you, and you have to avoid them. But but Mickey actually like in in the CD versions has like a bunch of quips that respond to very very specific situations, i.e. the mad mad doctor 
Oh, the Mad Doctor, which is, I mm-hmm. believe, a public domain character. Now. Yes, he is mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. You check it out on our YouTube channel. It might have got us demonetized. Even though he was an epic Mickey too, I think. He was the big bad boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound like the actual voice of Mickey. Or maybe it just, is Wayne Allwine. That is him? It is him. Mm-hmm. It, and, and at least the PlayStation version, like the, the technology wasn't really there for the 16-bit consoles. Yeah, the compression. But some yeah. quips in there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. But, unlike what we said about Lion King, it is Wayne Allwine doing sh- stuff just for the game. It was it. There had been like 40 Mickey games before this, but none of them like did Disney lift a hand to help. Aiden, mm-hmm. and they did with this one. Yeah, there there are a handful of voice clips in the the cartridge versions, but they're all yeah. just like heavily artifacted. Like, take that, take that, take that. It's awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's but really Ma- awful. Mickey Mania. I I didn't really know what to expect going in, and it's actually like this is a really well made, thoughtfully designed game. Yes, thoughtful is is the the thing I put chief among everything. Yeah, where like you, it begins, and I remember this being a very big deal at the time. The first level is Steamboat Willie, and it's it's like modern day color Mickey meeting his black and white original counterpart, who he immediately scares off and runs to the edge of the stage or end of the stage. You you uh, have your progress blocked by Pete, who's wandering around, and you have to beat him up so you can use him as a trampoline and uh the first stage gradually goes from like black and white to color as you as you get through and like the sprites change the background changes and then it's you're you're going through a succession of shorts like the moose hunters uh the mad mad doctor uh at one point um this was one of my favorite shorts i think it was like on a little hand cranked Viewmaster that i watched over and over again when i was a little kid lonesome ghost yeah, it was like the. So if you're, if you're a Laser Time Patreon member, patreon.com slash laser time, you would know in the Halloween trivia I gave you, Goofy in that cartoon coins the line, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Gorsh. Yeah. Gorsh. That's the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> came from Disney the whole time. Uh, yeah, the, the original Ghostbusters might even be older than that. It had Bob Hope in it. Something <laughs> the ghost, baby. Did it? Uh, but, but, like, yeah, like Michael said, uh, Mickey's Wild Adventure is what it was called outside of America. Mm-hmm. And it's like that one of those things you, even I couldn't appreciate back then. Like, if somebody told you there was an. I don't know, like a fucking PS4 Star Trek game where you could go to every world they'd ever been on the show. Yeah, there every, is. It's called Star Trek episode. Online. Like, it's published what... by Perfect World. I work on it. <laughs> oh, did, well, like, like, but that, but that's what Mickey Mania was. Like, but I don't know that. I don't know that there was this this rabid attention to detail for kids on every Mickey Mouse cartoon. But like, as I grew older and and like revisited this game, like, holy shit! Like, this is a this. Like, if this wasn't made by Disney, these are people who had a massive attention to detail. Like, in fact, I, I, like, Michael and I were talking, like, we, it's, it's difficult to lock down. Like, the Disney, the Disney animators are in the credits, but we mm-hmm. don't know what they did, well, necessarily. Well, research me look on Boxback. It says on the back of the box, first time ever that Disney animators have created animations of Mickey Mouse for a video game. So I think that, that might be true, but mm-hmm. more than that. Um, in a time before the internet and YouTube where you could look up source material when you were making references, like the people who made this game had to have deep access into the Disney archives. Oh, yeah. Everything in every level is based on a cartoon that's almost 50 years old. And it's all perfectly on model. 
Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's astonishing. And if you have the Super Nintendo one, the load times are punctuated by like the same kind of Aladdin. Not cutscenes is not the right word, but like a looping interstitial. Mm-hmm. You see it's, like Mickey looking at a script with his glasses on. I, I, yeah. I'm just trying to think or, why or the brave little tailor popping uh, the the cork of a bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember like why I didn't really pay much attention to this game, and I just think it was because there had been so many bad Mickey Mouse games prior to this yeah. game. Like, you sure well, it wasn't just because think, Mickey Mouse is for babies? I love I think, Mickey. Yeah, no, I've always time, like like Mickey wasn't for kids our age. He wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. But like the the concept of this game is really cool. It's it's almost everything. It's it's half of what Warren Spector was proposing with Epic Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to play through all these old cartoons, or at least twelve of them, and uh, and it's it's incredibly authentic. And to to his best cartoons, by the way, through the Looking Glass, the Moose Hunters, Lonesome Ghosts, mm-hmm. um, not not Steamboat Willie, that's fine, but uh, <laughs> but Mad Doctor's one of the best Halloween cartoons ever. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's gorgeous. Also pioneered like some really interesting 3D looking animation where Disney mm-hmm. or, or Mickey's walking through like hallways like with an over the shoulder view. Oh you, yeah, oh, you're I right. You're gonna yeah, play yeah, a clip, yeah, yeah. but you, you would you would think no. This I mean would that's be in the cartoon. Yeah, in Lo- in Lonesome Ghosts. Sorry. No, you would in, think this uh, would uh, be something that um, people who made games with licenses would do all the time, but they didn't. Like mm-hmm. in fact, I think this game. It was it was it was supposed to coincide with Mickey's 60th birthday celebration, mm. which we all remember. But of it's course. like it's 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 too good and going too well. They just pushed it back. But it's you know uh, it's tied to these old cartoons. But it's not like they were out of the public consciousness because yeah I, right right. I mean That's, we used to see sorry, them all the time. Like you had to have Disney Channel. But if you if you subscribe to the Disney Channel in the eighties. That's most of their programming. Like they just constantly ran like old Mickey cartoons. Like mm. I, I've seen all of these ad nauseum because that's that's what they used to play and so it's like they were you you got the reference if you if you played the game you knew exactly right. cuz you'd seen that cartoon a yeah. thousand times before yeah and and uh so it's something we were talking about earlier chris i think this might have been the first game to to have that uh run toward the camera on a conveyor belt chase sequence uh because it it beat lion king to market by like a month yeah, mm-hmm. it's with the moose and yes. no wildebeest. Exactly. And it's, it's equally as frustrating, but, um, like, I don't know. I just can't think of, of something that – a bigger amount of fan, ser- fan service at the time. It's a quality platformer. Mm-hmm. It's hyper-authentic and, like Michael said, like, incredibly thoughtful to people who give a fuck about this. But, like, even then – I wasn't someone who gave a fuck about this. And clearly Matt wasn't, and clearly Michael wasn't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I, not. I, like... I also want to point out, the cover has a slightly off-brand Mickey. Go look at the cover art for this game. He has a almost kind of a, a maniacal look in his eyes. Like, it's it's very yes. not Mickey. Like, mm-hmm. he, he Disney's very I, careful. Like, Mickey always has to look friendly and I, welcoming. I think that's just... 16-bit uh, cover art sensibilities at the time. Like, it's, no, it's, the main character... Kirby conundrum. The, yeah, the main like, character uh, always has to have angry eyebrows. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird to see Mickey have that, because, yeah, he is so... Disney's mm-hmm. very protective of that. Uh, which, actually, I mean, early Mickey cartoons, I know Chris has talked about this on a lot of shows, he's not nice and friendly Mickey all the time. Sometimes he, he can be a dick, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just... no, he's, the, he's the king of animal torture for about 10 years mm. that we completely <laughs> forget about. <laughs> but yeah, this is this was a really cool looking game. I'm just like, and that's the thing. You like, if I can be specific, because I only played the first level today. It's like, but everything he did in that, like, 
most of the things he did in that cartoon, there are elements represented in the level of that. That's crazy. And that's something um, nobody else was doing in the 16-bit era. And something I don't think anybody... I don't think the service anybody would give a, char- a character that old now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's astonishing. Especially because, like, Bug- remember Bugs Bunny had a game, like, based on his own birthday? Yeah. One of the worst things you've ever played. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the publisher and developer of this game, because that is what's super intriguing to me. So this this mm-hmm. was basically a Traveler's Tales games. Lego people. Yeah, it's yeah. the Lego games people. And, and Psygnosis. And then it's Sony ImageSoft. So this is like yep. the precursor oh, yes, yes. to the PlayStation, uh, which uh, was was why it ended up on the PlayStation. But yeah, originally published on like SNES and Genesis and stuff, mm-hmm. and Sega CD. But it's like, yeah, this is this is a couple people kind of dipping their toes into games before really taking that dive with with Sony. But uh, but yeah, to see like Traveler's Tales and and they're still around doing the lego stuff so yeah and and i i think i was surprised like just like this is very playable there's there's a ton of depth there and again as I, I always marvel at any 16-bit game that packs in this much variety in the sprites and has sprites that like move this fluidly because you you understand like how many frames of animation are in there but weren't no, you weren't you I saying you're, you're dead on because like w- when we saw screenshots of this as, as kids given that there's no internet it doesn't really do the game justice. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. Well, especially you see in screenshots like the model will be slightly stretched, which is that's like a mid animation thing. You know, like an animation, you exaggerate movements and body parts stretch mm-hmm. and stuff. But I, I, I cannot recommend this enough for old animation. They even like in cutscenes, like change Mickey's eye shape and like how he looks mm-hmm. based on what era he's in. It, it's it's fucking mm-hmm. like you always play as the same version of Mickey. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there is there is a, a crazy attention to detail for something I don't imagine a ton of people care about anymore. <laughs> but uh, those those original Mickey cartoons are real good, mm-hmm. real good. And this this actually sent me down a, a rabbit hole of looking up other, you know, a mouse hole. Well, I'm sure a mouse hole of looking up other Genesis Mickey Mouse games. And uh, I stumbled Terrible. on one that uh, Fantasia, which is like I, I was like, did this use animation cells? It's like. No, it didn't, and actually, it should never have existed at all, because apparently they were uh, granted the license by mistake, uh, because <laughs> Roy Disney had promised Walt that there would never be any adaptations made of Fantasia, and here comes this game with Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it's just, it was rushed to market, it was abominable, it is has been listed as, I think, one of the ten worst Mega Drive games ever made. And it, awful. it was recalled. Like, it had to be pulled off store shelves. guess so, Disney didn't get that memo in regards to Fantasia 2000. Yeah. If, if you have a copy, you might have a very rare, very bad game. Well, then there was the good Fantasia that uh, the rock band people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music that's, game. That's a bit different. Once again, mm-hmm. breaking that promise, though. Ooh. Which I, I played, wrapping it all together at mm-hmm. D23. Oh, and very cool. Only one more time ever again. Mm-hmm. They, they poor Fantasia Connect exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, is Roy Disney even still alive? No. No, yeah. he's passed. Well, then, then No, you but can he break was alive. Promise. He was definitely alive back here. I mean, mm. he, he's the son of Disney's brother. He's the son Disney. of Roy E. Disney, right? Or no, I'm sorry. Roy E. Disney is, is the son of Roy Disney, who is Walt yeah. Disney's brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same thought, middle, same middle name, Elias. I thought it was Walt. the the brother that raised the the stink about the Fantasia sixteen bit game. It's they're both Roy's, yeah. um, the brother and his son. Uh, but Roy Roy was the one 
pushed into the public eye until he was completely pushed out of the company. Uh, yeah, uh, by Michael Eisner. Well, he's well, yeah, but then he's the guy that pushed Eisner out and uh, right. brought in Iger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was fun times. Um, yeah. He's dead now, but a, a good guy with the mm-hmm. exact same mustache as did. Yeah, he looked Absolutely. more like his uncle Walt than, mm-hmm. than his dad, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. I feel like you've been doing this to entertain me the last couple <laughs> top fives about, about non-game stuff. That, mm-hmm. oh, it's making me come alive. Uh, it's, it's about teasing the best out of you, Chris. I know it's not, but uh, I'm having such a great time. I, and, like, and last time you sent me into an immediate viewing of the Warriors, mm. and I, I, I don't know... Will I go into a Mickey Mouse cartoon viewing at you this You better. Point? Just go play Mickey I Mania. I think what I might do is go watch that Halloween special that's a Patreon exclusive, man, because that was that had a lot of uh, cool stuff in mm. it. Yeah, it's it just I, I, I should do more of those. It's just um, I have never seen so much meanness from people for something they didn't like. Uh, what? This is terrible. Yeah, but it's like. It's just something you're not going to use. It doesn't mean, like, it doesn't deserve to exist. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of cruelty from making those things. And, like, ah, people hated it. And, like, ah, they might not have. I don't know. Because, like, at this in this day and age, like, this animation... When we talk about Disney Plus coming, and, um... I mean, someone on our the Laser Time Facebook community just asked me, like, are Mickey Mouse cartoons coming? Like, they're literally not saying. I don't think they don't want... They don't... Disney doesn't care about these cartoons anymore. Not that I don't care about them, but, like, there's no reason to push them forward because they contain more problems than they do joy. Hmm. Um, from a marketing level, right? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about how they, over over the years, have crafted... Finally crafted that image of Mickey Mouse. And so, yeah, if you release that old stuff, that kind of... That can harm They're that. They're literally pushing a service. Every day, there is shit in my feed about what Disney Plus has. And no, the company has not said whether there will be... Well, they said there'll be Mickey shorts, and we don't know if those will be the new ones on Disney Channel, which are fucking great. Uh, but like every time I'm like, here's our launch movies, I'm like, I already bought all those on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> are you, like, what about stuff I can't get, or the public can't get, like Mickey and the Lonesome Ghosts, which... Or through the looking glass, or ste- even fucking Steamboat Willie. Like, where do you buy Steamboat Willie? Yes, I have it. Shut up. <laughs> um, but you but go, of you go to it. the uh, the the theater on Main Street in Disneyland, mm-hmm. and you watch yeah. the classic. I know, cartoons. I know, I know. But it's, I'm just, I'm just. If anybody from Disney is listening, like, I wish. I don't know. I, I wish, I, I wish you would now, say something about. I, I do think that this. I don't know. This made this made the the world fall in love with animation for about seventy years. Mm. It's important for them to be seen you have offensive stuff don't put those on there but don't put none of them on there yeah so like what the fuck sorry just lamenting very lightly a little bit mm-hmm. also if you buy a gun you're irresponsible <laughs> look just just redo all the blackface so that it's orange and mickey's suddenly wearing a blonde oh, wig blackface in disney cartoons man Maybe Pluto. Pluto. It might have happened to Pluto. There's a lot mm. of... Man, it's hilarious. I think we played that on an old talk writer, Leonard Moulton apologizing for... Mr. Macaroni was never meant to be an Italian stereotype. <laughs> like, oh, Leonard. You know, <laughs> it's just Pete playing Mr. Macaroni. And I'm fine with it. I'm signing off mm. on it. Put it out in the world. It's wrong now and it was wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he does. That's, that's what, what he says. Yes, are. I know. <laughs> it's mostly like, like more than anything. More than... Uh, Disney is a, should be offensive to Asians. There, I say, as your Disney historian, you're saying um, should is in they they need to or 
that Asians should be offended. Well, uh, like, uh, okay, we're going off on a rant, but I don't mind at all. Uh, like, uh, The Three Little Pigs w- was Disney's first merchandising bang. Like, there was a Mickey yeah. Mouse watch, mm-hmm. but The Three Little Pigs was so popular. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Mm-hmm. Have you ever hummed that song? That's, like, actually a Disney song. That's not public domain. That's part of their adaptation. I think there might have been live-action Alice merch before that. But, uh, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no yeah. The, you mean, like, the, the live-action Alice girl? The, the one where they mix her with cartoon stuff? Yeah, I think there might yeah, have been a little no, bit of merch. But I, I'm, I'm, yeah, Three, but three Little Pigs was, like, this. their first big Three Little Pigs show, was, yeah. was, there's, like, two sequels that the world has never seen. Uh, it, it was, it was oh. one of Disney's most popular things. And in terms of merchandising, like, really, really, really made them money. And uh, in that short, uh, the Big Bad Wolf comes to the door dressed as at the time a jewish stereotype that sold brushes and that's like the first thing ever taken out of a disney cartoon it was taken out two years later in the 40s wow and i think disney was like okay fuck that shit we need to be real sensitive when we do this stuff but then world war ii happened Mm. (laughs) so uh there's like there's not a ton of like uh blackface or anything like that but like there's a lot of Odd. Anybody who gets hit over the head with a metal lid of any kind automatically becomes like a Vietnamese rice farmer. Oh, jeez. Um, like in every Disney cartoon. The World War II stuff in particular is... I, I, I love World War II shorts. I love going through them, and, and I cannot believe how brutal Disney is to uh, the Japanese. Well, it was literally propaganda at the time, mm. though. It was, yeah. it was wartime it, it was, propaganda. It was, but like again, like quoting that documentary, Guillermo del Toro said it, like, in Five Came Home, like they were really adamant about like making sure everyone knew we weren't fighting Germans. We're fighting Hitler Hmm. and Himmler. We're not fighting the German people. And that distinction was not made for the Japanese. That's true. Like the, and and so like in those Disney cartoons, there's some really inhumane horseshit, uh, Hmm. that, and it's all Donald. So I don't know why. I don't know what Mickey has to do with it. I remember like, uh, it's mo- it's mostly Donald. But I remember that my fi- uh, no no Japanese custom says always shoot uh, shoot them in the back because we're cowards and like Jesus right yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember seeing like some actual like War Department propaganda films on TV once that like were airing in a block in the eighties uh, and. Like the, this thing about like, oh, the Japanese man may look like a normal Western businessman, but when he gets home, he puts on a kimono, he drinks sake and like. That sounds fantastic. Is this, is this wanna... like this? This makes him evil. He observes yeah. his own customs when at home. <laughs> Does this make him evil or Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely oh. Steven Seagal. Um, also, um. if you are visiting the San Francisco area, I highly recommend visit the uh, Walt Disney Family Museum um, in the Presidio. You will there. I think an entire section is devoted to Disney's war efforts, and because they're not, I don't think they're officially affiliated with the Disney Company. It's his daughters and, and the family trust that runs it they can yep. show all of that stuff so yeah if, you, if you're curious mm. at all and are afraid yes. disney is going to kind of make that stuff disappear forever uh go check out it's it's a it's an amazing next time museum. you send me a wonderfully kind message including donald duck in a nazi uniform <laughs> you can uh go there and see the oscar for the Fuhrer's face mm-hmm. that it won mm. it's not an obscure thing it's not a it's not a crazy thing like it's it definitely oscar. not a pro-nazi thing yeah it's not a pro-nazi thing in the slightest no. uh but it's quite um, the opposite yeah and anyway, we've gone way into the weeds here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It's been fun. Uh, but we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases and news some others does. So stay tuned. Job. Big, nay, Bob. You ain't never had a friend. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend. 
Get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 1999. American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, was crazy. five, five, four sequels and three straight to video sequels. Yeah. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes, <laughs> I recall. But uh, I his penis. <laughs> but I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watch. You watched it more on DVD. You have a different fucking scene. So, what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like, I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his crotch? So, yeah. So, in the right. unrated, unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and- <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean. Not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. <laughs> but you can do reverse cowgirl. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> I think it's all but. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to our final segment where we will just duck straight into. Lots of. No, wait, no, wait a second. I, I, I very rarely get to ask this and sure. very rarely have someone involved with a game on Remnant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Re- like, yes. um, okay, I finished the game. Well, good for you. And then I keep joining other people and they have. Do they have access to areas I don't? Remember how we were talking about how it... Um... Yes. It, it, it dynamically generates the world. So, yeah, you you're, you might fight different bosses with them. You might fight different um, world bosses, those big bosses with them. You, you, you might get different weapons with them. So, And it's, it's not just like different, like, this is a boss with a redder hat. It's like, who the fuck is this different guy boss, with this? Different boss. Like we've shown, well, so it's, it's you'll totally see, different. Yeah, in in the in a lot of the trailers for the games, we show two two of the big bosses in the oh, this is kind of a spoiler for the first world, but the, the first, you know, that rune, the earth level, you're either going to fight a dragon or a giant tree, ant tree thing come to life, and uh, they're both hard as shit. Because, like, I went to the Reddit, and I'm like, you know, no, I'm not doing that. This is too much like Destiny. I hate having to research <laughs> where my game goes. Mm. But it, it looks like it, like the end game is, like, everyone else's game. It's it's either that or you can re-roll your, you can re-roll your campaign, and all your character progress will carry over. So you can yeah. keep playing through. So I, I just keep joining other people's games, and I keep getting to areas that I never knew existed. And there's at least two that, like, I can't beat yet having finished the whole game <laughs> and uh and i'm pretty sure there's beyond end game beyond that and it's so much better than fucking destiny i just can't get over it i can't get over it's it certainly more streamlined absolutely 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like it's it, it, it's not as and even then it's not as convoluted. Like just joining someone else's game, which is which I was originally pissed by, but I think it, Xbox Live went down this week. Oh. Um, and yeah. I was trying to join. Like, what the fuck, man? Let me play some Rim Dan. Mm. And uh, yeah, Xbox Live was down. Nice. Boo hoo for me. It's no bueno. Because I'm not ready to re-roll my campaign again. Even though I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, either you're one of those people in a Souls game that, that does New Game Plus or, or you're not. I, I always do it. And, it, yeah, for the chance of playing all new bosses, I think I think it could be worth it. But Or, like, just do what Chris is doing. Do uh, Join other people. Help them fight their bosses. And uh, you'll, you'll see you'll mm-hmm. see everything eventually. Th- throughout the game, I never ran out of money until the end. And then now I'm, like, constantly on a, on a hunt for money. For scrap. Yeah, you gotta yeah. upgrade those weapons. There's a lot of tiers of weapons. Damn. Yeah, it's that shit is that's seriously my game of the year so far. Oh, so, dude, yeah. I really, really yeah. like hearing that. Yeah. Um, but that was remnant from the ashes from last week. Let's mm-hmm. talk about a third person shooter from this yeah. week, Michael. Yes, Control. And control, the Janet Jackson simulator. Yes, absolutely. Um, no, this is a really weird game from Remedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird in a good way, in that it, it's surreal. It's uh, not much is explained and. I'm I'm a few hours in and it's just like I I think a preview that I read I think it was PC Gamer put it pretty succinctly it's like I know what I'm doing I just don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so are you uh what I've heard about the game so far is the first few hours are actually a little slow. Have you unlocked any of the powers yet? Yes. Cuz that's when the game really starts to yeah, open I've up. I've got to I've got telekinesis. I've okay. got a uh weird gun that appears to be alive and can possibly change shape, but it's you you are just this this young woman and you find yourself in this you, like you finally track down the federal bureau of control and uh some weird things happen and all of a sudden you find yourself the director of said agency and uh you are trying to clear out uh, some sort of weird extra dimensional alien infestation called the hiss that takes people over and so it, it kind of has an Alan Wake vibe in that you're you're fighting uh, sort of weird, twitchy, possessed people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to clear out this infection. You need to take uh, control points throughout the building, which is this massive skyscraper-sized complex called the Oldest House. That You keep, you keep finding this uh, these hidden bits of lore that talk about, like, various missions. And it's just like, yes, these... Uh, Agents uh, went to this house where this uh, strange, I think they call them AWEs, like altered world events, like strange happenings A-E-Dum. and phenomenon. A.E. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> End of August. Or AWEs, like Oz. Yeah, yeah but like, But I've, I've heard this oldest house is like a little bit like non-Euclidean geometry, like a mm-hmm. little, little bit of... Uh, it's, it looks like a huge 1960s government complex okay. that is deliberately kept unmodern, like you see something at the beginning, like this thing is like things you cannot bring in: uh, smartphones, smart devices, anything smart, laptops, anything that could be considered an iconic representation of a classic archetype, i.e., a rubber ducky or a ketchup bottle. Like what? What? And and yeah, there's there's a lot of strangeness, and it's like this building seems to exist somewhere between dimensions. Yeah, and this is like it feels like a Twilight Zone game a little bit. Maybe yeah. a little bit, but it's it's very strange like you you don't really understand what's going on and so I think a big part of the appeal is trying to figure out what stuff. is going on. So the like, remedy we you, you mentioned Alan Wake. Yeah. These are the Alan Wake 
and uh, Max Payne people, yes. right? And okay. Quantum Break, more and Quantum recently. Break, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, what I've heard about it is, is really when the game starts to get fun is when you're unlocking all the cool powers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, yeah. And, and I'm I'm at the point where like I found a bunch of what I assume are going to be crafting components, but I don't have a clearance level uh, to to be able to use them. Mm. So I'm sure that'll come up later. Let me ask you this: Remedy Game mm-hmm. does it have an in-game TV show to watch? Uh, I'm sure it does, but I haven't found it, it yet. It does, according to the PC. Well, I, a PC Gamer screenshot, which has one of the coolest gifts that it I can't even describe it like I have never heard of this game before you guys brought it up but like this seems I mean, really good. it's also giving me kind of portal vibes in that like it's it seems very tongue in cheek and the the watchable TVs that I have found are like like a li- live action footage of like the the bureau's science director will sit down and like look at this floppy disk we've used it to telekinetically launch coffee cups across uh, the room. A little bit, little bit of Portal 2 vibes. Maybe. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That plus the 1960s internal architecture and yeah. interior design. and Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I've, uh, what are you playing this on? Xbox. The, the One X or regular old? One X. One X. Yeah, because I have heard there's performance issues on some of the base consoles. Like, it's hmm. a little chuggy. But, but what I've heard, though, is the... Um, on PC, like this is this supposed to be a, like a tech showcase game. Like it looks oh, really? freaking amazing. Yeah, which I'm sure on the one X you're seeing some of that as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but so it's, yeah, I heard it's very very pretty hmm. stuff going on in that game, and uh, yeah, just probably be able to appreciate that if I ran out and got an RTX 2080 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, going by review scores, I'm I'm sure it goes from great to wonderful. Um, so yeah, that's control. awesome. It's it's awesome. Take so control. All right, it's, and that's uh, sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. All right. So. Pointing out how good Remnant is. Okay, next up on our list, Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey. Yes, this is a, a another weird game uh, made by among other people, Patrice Desilets, the uh, the creator of Assassin's Creed. Ah, okay, and it is sort of a hominid survival game where you are playing as a distant ancestor of humankind and you are playing generationally so your goal is to survive long enough to have offspring then you'll continue playing as the offspring you can uh, decide at the beginning if you want to play as a male or female uh, ape person and uh, from there what what I've played is like there's a lot of climbing there's a lot of danger there's predators and you, you continually see like where there's like an unknown area, like, like there's a black cloud around it that uh, keeps flashing like these images of like hyena faces and glowing eyes. And it's like, it's, it's very threatening. So, you know, approaching things, it's like, okay, is that something dangerous or is it something good? You, you, you have to kind of interact with everything in your environment, inspect it, like, you know, pick up every plant that you see, inspect it. And it's like, oh, I can use this as a tool. This is food. Uh, I can, this is clean water that I can drink. And as you discover these things, you, it'll say like you, you just grew a new neuron pathway and, uh, your, your goal is not just to survive, but also to evolve. And it also challenges you to say like, can you evolve faster than our own human ancestors did? Give it a try. And it's, it's, it's very open in that sense. And, and like, it gives you some goals at the beginning, but, uh, it, it pretty much just cuts you loose. It's like, all right, explore your world. Try to, Try to survive as well as you can. So it's yeah, it's a little bit survival crafting yeah. game mm-hmm. mixed 
the generational thing's kind of cool. I, I hadn't heard that about it. So, yeah. I mean, all I see in the ads is just you see apes, a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of apes. Yeah, apes climbing trees and a lot of swinging from branches. And like the, the climbing feels pretty good. You've got a grip meter that you have to worry about, which I think... Like, you, you can get injured, and then it's just like, okay, just uh, find a safe place and rest for a little while until you heal, and then you can climb normally again. Uh, like, you can you can find some exotic stuff. Like, I think I found cot, which is a, uh, a drug that I think is native to Yemen, and, but it has, like, extreme, like, anesthetic qualities, and, and Yemenis, like, chew it just all the time, and uh, so it gives you, like, higher pain tolerance and resistance to injury. What? Yeah. This is a real thing in the real world and we just don't have it here? I or? mean, it, it in, in the real world, yeah, we don't have it here. It's pretty common in Yemen and it is, I mean, it doesn't actually give you resistance to injury. It does boost your pain tolerance and also your resistance to uh, narcotics or anesthetics. So, uh, useful to know, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's, it's I've played it a little bit. It seems pretty interesting so far. Um I don't know that there's really much of a story to it other than the, what what you make. Mm. What um, about Knights and Bikes? What's the Knights story? and Bikes is a new Double Fine release, yeah. and it's weird because it just had Rad too. Yeah, it's... yeah, but this this is I think uh, a different developer, and they're publishing it. Ah, okay. So Knights and Bikes is a story that uh, it's set in the '80s, of course, and uh, about these two little girls and. Uh, one, it's it's like this remote island somewhere in in England where it, it seems to mostly rely on a tourist economy. You can play as either of these two girls. You can either switch between them in single player, or you can have a co op partner online or local. One is the the daughter of this uh, this owner of this. He, he like owns a golf course or a mini golf course and a uh, trailer park on this island, and it's like it's getting to be winter the tourist season is over we need to batten down the hatches and uh like the the last ferry coming in before winter has this girl on it who's a runaway and uh she's apparently there to find the mythical treasure of this island and uh, so she ends up falling in with the the daughter of this uh you know the trailer park owner and so they uh hang out together in like the daughter has her own little trailer that's away from the rest of the park and so they just hang out there together and play video games and then go out exploring and destroying things and it's one of those stories where it's like this is a charming childhood adventure and then you start to see like okay now it's butting up against adult reality where like they're exploring the mini golf course and they find like here's a giant eviction notice it says you have 30 days to clear out. And, uh, it's the Goonies. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, the runaway's like, this looks like it could be important. And the, the other little girl's like, no, it's ugly. Tear it down. I don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah, it's 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 very inspired by Goonies. And it also has uh, actual evil spirits that come out and uh, they possess golf balls and things and you need to fight them off. So. Huh. What's the gameplay of this? Like, I've just seen a lot of footage of people riding bikes. Uh, well, the the opening is riding bikes, and you can ride bikes. I'm not I'm not at the point where you have regular access to bikes, but uh, what I do have is like the the little red haired girl. Like she she has a pair of Wellington boots that she can stomp on things with and kick things with, and then the runaway girl has uh, Nessa is her name. She she has a frisbee that she can throw at things and charge it up and throw three fr- frisbees at once, and they oh, act like boomerangs. Yeah. 
But no, it's it's fun and it's it's charming and, uh, and I it looks more it time looks with very it. charming. Mm-hmm. It looks like something I'd want to play in like September or October time frame. It's like yeah, gives you that kind of fall feeling. Mm-hmm. Play it with your kids, man. All right, maybe I will. It's good, fine. Yeah, it's maybe charming. I will. Uh, other things came out that uh, we can't play yet because it's not Friday. But one came this. out we could play it if we didn't want if we wanted to wait in line in queues. Ah, yes, Fucking World of Warcraft <laughs> Classic. Wow, classic. <laughs> Dude, what is wrong with you people? Like, I get that you want... Okay, maybe you didn't experience Vanilla WoW at the time. Fine. But they've even got it authentic down to the point of you're having to wait in multi-hour queues to get into the game. I don't remember hearing about that when World of Warcraft first came out. Oh, there was definitely, like, waiting times for sure. Certain certain yeah, servers. Like, any MMO launch takes forever mm-hmm. to... But did but, you see the lines where the people were like lined yeah, up around the in-game to, world to, to like kill, kill an NPC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, and then it it set records on Twitch for like the most viewed game of the past couple huh. of days. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that you know we we talked uh, a while ago about like people were running their own like original flavor WoW servers and getting shut down by Activision. Yeah. And clearly Activision saw, like, wait, there's a market for this. We should be doing this ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what this is. Yeah, didn't... I think RuneScape did this a little while ago as well. There's, like, Probably. OG RuneScape. And- yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of changes to World of Warcraft over the years, and understandably, some people who probably loved the game in its early years don't like it so much now. But so. what's funny to me is, like, a lot of those changes... You're right. I mean, it's a totally different game, but a lot of them were quality of life changes mm-hmm. that they've also rolled back, and so it's mm-hmm. like you're taking the bad with the good, and people are, like, getting enjoyed out of it. It's it's the weirdest form of nostalgia. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I don't really understand it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. As long as people enjoy it, that's all that matters. Like I'm not I love I love World of Warcraft, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? Alright. Yeah, it's it's the it's the weird like the the inconvenient stuff that I'm like, you're really nostalgic for that? Like mm-hmm. I guess. Um and then lots of yeah, there's there's other yeah. stuff we can't play. Astral Chain, which uh, I've heard is really good. That's a platinum joint coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Looks mm-hmm. really cool. Um, Blair Witch, I'm weirdly excited for being a, a fan of that original movie and the very strange and extensive lore that sprang up around it. I'm I'm really hoping that it's like this is the first decent Blair Witch video game. Am I making this up? Isn't this a Game Pass title? It may be. I don't know. That would be cool. I think uh, it might be. I remember it was it was shown at the Xbox press conference. I want to say at E3. And it yep. was Blair Witch is a Game Pass title. Nice. Actually, we Sweet. talked about it on a recent episode. Like so. I, I remember, there was like me and I'm sure a ton of other people online were like, "Is this Silent Hill? What is this?" Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks really creepy and cool, and uh, I'm excited for it. Again, there go been, stand in the corner and wait. Yeah, there have been three absolutely terrible Blair Witch games uh, for PC that came out around the same time the movies did, and I mm-hmm. hope this is much better than any of them. Uh, finally, Man of Maiden or Madan, Madan, uh, but it's it's a uh, it's another interactive horror game by the Until Dawn people. Oh, so wow. it's it's sort of like the gameplay of uh, Heavy Rain with really sharp script writing. Boy, that and, came out uh, of nowhere. Acting. Like like Until, Until Dawn? Dawn? No, no, no. Until Dawn, you know, people loved, and that yeah. one sort of came out of nowhere too. But then this as a follow, you'd think that more people would be talking about mm-hmm. the studio that did Until Dawn is doing another one of those. But I didn't start hearing about this game until this week. It just wasn't on my radar. I mean, I saw it at E three actually. Like I and there were there were kiosks. Like I could have waited in line to play it, and I just thought like, yeah, the middle of the day in a convention center isn't really the ideal. Yeah environment for horror so yeah playing part of a horror anything feels a little weird yeah so. yeah yeah huh 
All right. Got to keep an eye on that one because, yeah, mm-hmm. Until Dawn was, was quite good. So. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, a lot of new releases yeah. uh, this week. A lot of which we'll have to talk about next week because there's nothing to say about them this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's move along to... Another week, another new segment, another chance for me to talk about Hollywood movies in our VGA Hollywood segment. You should just, instead of playing the Hollywood music, just like have like a super cut of Hollywood from the mannequin movies. <laughs> uh, I might do that. Actually. Yeah. We all got that reference. We uh-huh. did, right? Yeah, sure. I did. I loved Hollywood. Are we allowed to like Hollywood anymore? I mean, he's pretty. He's pretty. There's a stereotype right there. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, fine. I haven't given um, it much thought. Did you like Metro Exodus this year, Michael? Of course. Do you like Metro 2033? Yes. Well, good thing you do because Metro is being turned into a movie. Uh, Hooray! And that's oh. coming in 2022. I'm wondering. Do you guys think this is kind of a reaction to the success of Chernobyl on HBO? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, let's what's some fiction that's based in like post-apocalyptic Russia, uh, yeah, well, Ukraine, Ukraine, specifically, yeah, Ukraine. Yes. Yeah. No, so, no, no, no. Okay, Metro is the Moscow Metro, so yes. Yeah. It's made and, in Ukraine. Yeah, right. But the fiction of that world is they've they've all been driven underground into the the Metro tunnels mm-hmm. uh, in the apocalypse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So obviously going to have those kind of supernatural elements. I'm sure it'll have like mutated animals and stuff and, mm-hmm. and some some spooky parts and some action but uh yeah it's some creepy shadow people it's just not like a huge franchise that i would think like oh of course they will make a movie off of this which could mean it could end up being one of the better game mm-hmm. movies well, I, I was struck when playing metro that it was it, it feels like one of those 10 year old games that wanted to be a movie mm-hmm. it, it feels like in the wake of the first bioshock it, mm-hmm. no one really makes a game like metro anymore mm-hmm yeah, I mean, That's am true. I crazy? No, you're right. You're right yeah. with with the, kind of the um, cinematic single player experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I'm just Call, looking Call of Duty hyper single player, hyper immersive. Like we want to introduce you to every character, and yeah. man, yeah. that's yeah. when I tapped out. I'm just but, looking uh, forward to <laughs> every five minutes the characters interrupting dialogue to go. <gasps> Hold on, and then they have to screw out the filters on their mask and pop them back right. in and wipe off their visors and like, okay, continue. Mm-hmm. 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 Bullets is currency. Yes. And that's the only other thing I know about Metro. Mm. All right. So, yeah, that is that is coming. That's been our VGA Hollywood segment. Moving on. The Uncharted movie is dead because of Tom Holland. That, how about that? There. Oh, yes. There is new Shovel Knight on the way uh, with a new game called Shovel Knight Dig as well as updates to the Treasure Trove. Mm. So, yeah, dude, I am I am really excited about both. Like, I, I actually didn't really get into Treasure Trove until – I guess it was this year, and I immediately just played through the whole thing, loved it, beat it. Um, and so the fact that there's more content coming for that is awesome. But Dig looks really cool. It's yeah. um, it looks to have a lot more verticality than mm. than the other game, which was you know pretty much a pure lot more side scrolling, actual digging, like dig dug, like tunneling. Yes, through. yeah. I mean, you're named the Shovel Knight. You, mm-hmm. you think he would do a lot more but digging? What one thing I I will say, like when you sent me the link to this, I went in and my immediate thoughts were like, well, I hope they realize that like. Part of the fun of a sequel in the 8 and 16-bit days was like, you know, I want to see 
new powers. I want to see a new look for the hero. I want I want this to look so much better than the original. Mm-hmm. And they delivered on that because like the first Shovel Knight had kind of like a souped up NES aesthetic to it. Yep. And this is very much it looks like a Super Nintendo game. It does. In fact, they're quoted uh, when they announced the game. They're calling this glorious high color pixel graphics and sound and fluid animation scaling rotation and Ooh. parallax which so going a little neo geo there with the well i guess well mode the, seven the snes the had, had the yeah. mode seven yeah mm-hmm. so that's what that's what i was hearing when i heard the rotation and scaling Ooh, so nice very exciting stuff but yeah dude shovel knight if you haven't played it do yourself a favor just buy that game it's mm-hmm. it is it's amazing we were talking about ducktales earlier um that's one thing i'm a little worried about with the verticality is like I loved in Shovel Knight you could bounce on people's heads like mm-hmm. a la the po- the the cane in Ducktales. Yes, uh, hopefully that's well, still in Shovel there. Knight is like a fusion of the best parts of Ducktales and Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's to a, a certain extent it. Castlevania. And did, did you ever Axe. play through the other the alternate campaigns with the other knights, uh, like I've, the Plague Knight campaign? I've and, played a bit of them. I've only finished the the main campaign. Oh man, yes. The other the other campaigns are really really fun, mm. but. Um, so yeah, that that is that is coming. I don't actually have a date for that, but uh, that is announced and coming soon. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, Telltale Games, mm-hmm. gentlemen, you will recall, died an untimely death last year. They fired my buddy Scott. I still haven't gotten over it yet. They're rising from the grave to become a walker, not a zombie, a walker. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. Uh, yeah, but it's not... So here's the thing. It's not really the Telltale, uh, the, the company coming back. It's people have acquired the rights to the Telltale name, and they are resurrecting the company, or at least they're trying to kick off development. Um, the other thing, they, they are hiring a few of the people that did work at the previous Telltale, mm-hmm. uh, but they made it clear it's just on a contract basis with, I guess, the hope that they could eventually be full-time. The weird thing is, this is being started by two people who never worked for the original Telltale. Checks out. Yeah, and they're down in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they, are, they are people that have been in the games industry, though, so mm-hmm. it's, you know. Yeah, there's a cynical way to look at that, and there's a non-cynical. I mean, like, they do still have certain licenses, even though the company's out of business. Well, that yeah, they, they own... Everything that was like an own property, like Puzzle Agent, they they get to make those games right away. And they said they are exploring licensing yeah, deals. Wolf, or... Wolf Among Us and Batman are still involved. Yes. They're still on the table. Oh, I didn't know here the Batman thing. I'd heard about the Wolf Among Us being revived. So that's cool. Um, actually, since you mentioned Puzzle Agent, I wanted to mention another new release this week that comes out on the 30th. Mm. Uh, Later Alligator on Steam, which is by uh, Small Boo Animation Studio. Uh, these are people I follow on Twitter, and you can look at my Twitter account at Wikiparas, and uh, oh, just scroll through it a little bit. And I retweeted the trailer. It looks really cute. It's uh, it's very beautifully animated, and it looks a lot like Puzzle Agent. Oh, cool! It, yeah, you're solving puzzles in first person, and it's clicky and pointy. I don't know. I uh, I was kind of looking at the Twitter account of friend of the show Nathan Ortega, who used to work at Telltale, and. Yeah, I think he had some. I think it's fair to say he had some mixed feelings about the announcement, um, just because it's like people either don't understand how the games industry works, and so don't really understand what this announcement means. And it's like, well, all the people who did get suddenly laid off last year, that's it's not like this is necessarily making them right, and they're all of a sudden getting paid for things again. Like this is pretty much just it. It's really similar, mostly to like the THQ Nordic situation, where someone is buying a name. And some of the licensing rights to some of those properties, and they will start to publish it as as a new entity, basically. I, I think the name is shit. I think it's all about 
whatever existing licenses they have left. But they have Batman. That's crazy. Yeah, it must be that that deal just hasn't run out, and so they're buying into that that deal. And uh, I, I do, I definitely understand Nathan's point, just because this, if the company could have been saved, it would have. Mm-hmm. These might. There's something uh, vampiric about all this. Mm. No, yeah. no, excuse me, necrophilic about all this. It's it's not unexpected though. It's like yeah, if you have, I mean, that company couldn't stay afloat. But yeah, they, if they have the licenses to some of these games, it, I mean, what remains to be seen is like, are they going to use that engine? And would you know from a lot of reports were saying that engine was was part of the cause of a lot of those problems. Um, are they going to? They mentioned they are rehiring some people, but who? Who are they hiring? Is it producers? Is it the artists? Like, is it the writers? You know, Telltale like part the best part of those games was the writing. So it's like you you gotta hire the right people to recapture that kind of recipe for success. I'm just happy we live in a world where people are asking those questions. They like sort of led with that like i bet you want to know who works here even though you can't name a telltale employee people just give a fuck about employees now yeah yeah so so we'll keep an eye on that one and we'll be maybe cautiously optimistic we'll see i mean more wolf among us sounds great let's see how it pans out you know i don't know i mean that game that was a game they were supposedly working on as well so how much work has been done on that previous version are they just gonna restart development and are their assets already you know there that they can use like who knows so yeah, anxious to see what happens. You know who might know what happened? People who might have been listening in the whole time mm-hmm. via Connect. Because uh, I hate to tell you, if you have an Xbox with a Connect, Microsoft was listening to you up until a few months ago. God damn it. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a story I think we've heard about every smart speaker at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's hot on the heels of the whole ring controversy. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Well, I think I went on, went to bat for him because Microsoft says, no, we're not. And, and then there were people like, even if they were, like, you can't parse through that much data mm. yeah. just by leaving a device on all well, the time. And now we can't. know, like, <laughs> no, Amazon yeah. and Google are literally storing your shit <laughs> through those devices. Yeah. So, so this is according to a motherboard report. Um, the company recently stopped listening to audio. So th- what they were listening for is they were using it ostensibly to improve the quality of the products and to make sure that sure. the product was ready recognizing voice commands so what they would do they would just hire contractors who would listen to those audio samples and and try to see okay was this very clearly spoken and like our units are just not understanding was, what people was are saying this very clearly someone masturbating in the background <laughs> <laughs> was it next to my computer then yes <laughs> so uh yeah microsoft is quoted as saying we stopped reviewing any voice content taken through xbox for product improvement purposes a number of months ago i'd like to know what that number is please as we no longer felt it was necessary and we have no plans to restart those reviews okay that's good uh he goes on to say we occasionally review a low volume of voice recording sent from one xbox user to another when there are reports that a recording violated our terms of service and we need to investigate so yes this is different this Uh, is you know that voice memo feature you can do through xbox messaging instead of like texting someone mm -hmm. you can record it so if like you sent me something and I reported you, they will listen to that to make sure you actually said mm-hmm. that bad thing that I reported you for. Yeah, but that's, that's that makes sense. I, again, I don't think it's clear that those those things are being kept and, and capable of being looked at. The message things I get, right? Because it's like, yeah, you, you have to be able to manage, you know, when your customers are reporting other people. But the listening in on the device thing, 
Uh, the good news is they did offer a link, and I think if you just do a search, uh, you'll find this, where you can go and erase all of the information they have stored from you, like any of those recordings. And so if Sweet. you – Yes. Yeah. If you want to go do that, go give that uh, a I shot. I say with indignance, knowing this has existed on Amazon and Google forever and never have erased it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but isn't this like – this is oh, exactly we called this when the Connect was announced, and people were saying, "Oh, it always has to be connected to the internet." There was fear that Connect devices were constantly like spying on people, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, what they're saying is we were using recordings to improve the quality of the service. It's it's in their terms of service. I'm sure it's buried in some legal language. You wanted to know where you wanted to see the hot pocket at. <laughs> did you want to see in the upper left or the lower left? Where did you respond to them? Mountain Dew has a new game fuel thing out. We have to know how to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forget if it, when it was exactly, but I remember I found out like, oh yeah, Google keeps an archive of like everything you've ever searched for on Google. Yeah, and you can go and erase it. You Who can, you if- can. I think you can go turn it off so that yeah. it, it just no longer stores it for you. Mm-hmm. And and you give up some stuff. Like if you do that for like your map location and all that stuff, you won't be able to like easily pull up your history of you know if you go places and want directions or whatever but it's like eh, it's up to you it's it's yeah. your it's your data it's nice when they offer that stuff i wish i wish sometimes it'd be more upfront you know about what they're capturing or i mean they are but it's usually buried in like pages of legal text that none of us really know how to read or, or have the time to read yeah. or i guess we really should though um but yeah so this is just like I think the bad part is it's free. It confirms Woo. it just confirms a lot of people's suspicions and the and fears of, of this technology. And yeah, like we said, every smart speaker it feels like has had a related story. So hey, if you buy one of those devices, maybe be careful what you say around it. because mm-hmm. uh, you never know who's listening. Yep. Yeah, because my my issue with those things is I've had two and like Oh, these suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I like these like maybe you get my my search right, mm-hmm. but then I have to wait to listen to you instead of reading it, which I can do faster, or entering it, which I can do faster. Yeah, like everything I can do faster on a computer, uh, or or phone. It's yeah. I, I um sometimes in my car I, I use like the Amazon Music app and that has the built-in Alexa where you can just like kind of say hey play this song or play this playlist or whatever. And yeah, it, it only works like half the time. And sometimes it is nice when you're driving. I don't have to look at my phone and select a thing. But it's a pain in the ass just to get it to work and recognize what I'm actually asking it for a lot of the time, you know. Right. I've never I've never seen it worked in, into a way where I could actually integrate this into my life. But I know how much our data is worth now, which it wasn't before, and I'm terrified. <laughs> yes. Watch Black Mirror or don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't want care to know, like me. Ignorance is bliss, baby. It's, it's like, but I'm not like I'm not like leading a resistance or, <laughs> or conducting a tax evasion scheme. I'm not hiding from anything, so I'm not scared. So mm-hmm. like, oh, it's free. I'll take that. But I, I'm I'm aware of the implications for other people. Yeah. And we've already seen the government. You know, can't like if the government wants to, they can have access to your Xbox files. So like, if you don't want the government. To know what you're doing, like don't hook up a connect. That's a weird thing to recommend. Well, I, I think you know you, you can't look at those as a direct pipeline to the government necessarily. They're a di- direct you can, pipeline. But the same, to the same way the government ordered the unlocking of the iPhones means that they yeah. could do that. If there's one single case that occurs, 
uh, where they would need information there, the government will hire someone, get in, and mm. l- unless they want to play a game of cat and mouse, like the, they'll just have access to this. And they probably already do. Yeah, my assumption is they built backdoors into all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not someone who's like, I, I hate our current administration. I don't consider them smart enough to use Xbox Live. Mm. Or, well, cyber's or very important. <laughs> it, it, it's clear every day the president does not understand how Google works. My son, why do only the worst the stories come up when you Google my name? Like, look who you are. <laughs> like, look what you said. You wanted to last week. You wanted to buy Greenland and nuke hurricanes. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the worst stuff. Being shadow banned. <laughs> Uh, Shadow Band is my favorite game series from the 90s. Uh, well, that that is all the news that is fit to play, gentlemen. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is what? Segmenting our community! Yes, thank you. What's your favorite weird or bad translation in a video game was last week's question of the week. Uh, Apocalypse.com, Laser Time Rules, is the first to answer, saying... Major Ace Attorney spoilers ahead, so I guess skip ahead a few a minute if you don't want to hear this. Uh, but if you fail to convince the killer that On Guard blackmailed him at the climax, you get the bad ending. And good old Capcom forgot to grammar check, and we end up with the ever so classic phrase: "The miracle never happened." <laughs> it was, of course, fixed in re-releases. Miracle never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giant Robots Conquer the World says, I've played through the PS2 shooter Castle Shikigami 2 many times. It is a very fun bullet hell game. I have no idea what the story is. The dialogue has translated into word salad. I see a weapon with feelings! Two exclamation marks. (laughs) Slaves for fashion dislike bulges. And it's idiot power! Exclamation marks. Nice. Tris Gittable says, uh, this is a pretty easy one. Final Fantasy V's Carl Boss. <laughs> Carl. Is Carl Boss? Is that how it's supposed, what it's supposed to be? Carlabos? I don't know. Yeah. Wyvern. A Wyvern. <laughs> Y-burn. And Soccer. A squid, presumably Soccer. <laughs> Just another reason why you should never rely entirely on phonetic translations. Frankly, I think a Final Fantasy localization team would be Familiar with what a wyvern is, uh, but the fact that they got it so hilariously wrong adds to the charm of the awful translation. Also, Ferris's name, a real name, being localized as Salsa instead of Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I think he got all those. He's right, except for New one. York City. <laughs> I am constantly in a battle against soccer. We should all be fighting soccer. So yeah, that one they got. They nailed yeah. it. Uh, did our, our guest actually respond to this? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of like time travel here. It's uh, didn't he respond in real time? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, but this is something he knows a lot about. Yeah, he says, so Greg Moore says, oh yeah, regarding the question of the week, there was this moment in the English version of Mega Man Legends where the lead bad guy, bon, or Taisel Bon, is feeling bad about getting beaten yet again by Mega Man. His sister, Tron Bon, which I always thought should be Tron Bone, because it's not a pun otherwise, says something to cheer him up, and he goes, That's it! That's the spirit! Placing the emphasis on the words in such a way that it sounds like the actor had never heard the expression, That's the spirit! Like, you know, when someone has a winning attitude. It was more like, Eureka! I've located the missing spirit, off in the middle (laughs) distance! 
it's such a hard nuance to point out, and the other Mega Man Legends fans I've mentioned it to unanimously treated me like a crazy person, but I submit that the actor had no idea what the line he was reading meant. Then he turned out to be a sex offender. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Greg so much. Greg, thank you for coming on last week. That was, that was glorious. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Carrie Chandler says, I love when little ones slip by and then stick with us ever after, like how Metroid's barrier suit was mistranslated as Varia suit with a V ah. and then stayed that way to this day. Another example is how the Legend of Zelda should just be Legend of Zelda, but the extraneous the became integral and is now in every Zelda title. I, I don't know about the latter example. Definitely the former, though. I, I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Varia instead of Barrier. Although Varia, it does change. That suit changes a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe. A little variety there, but not enough. Yes, true. Um, Andrew uh, Harbor says, uh, one that comes to mind in my daily lexicon far more than I'd care to admit is a winner is you <laughs> from pro wrestling for the NES. It's such a versatile, bad translation uh, as I can use both as a legitimate praise or a snark directed at one's failure. <laughs> so as much enjoyment out of it. It, it, was, it was one of the first memes I ever saw before Facebook. It was just that that Winrar logo over the Kung Fu guy's head instead of Winrar is you. <laughs> and still laugh at Winrar. Uh, makes me laugh a lot. Which one do you think more people know about? A winner is you or all your base are belong to us? Probably all your base at this point. Because mm. that, I mean, that that is the first big video meme I can I can remember. And it's it's it just turned twenty. Um, if you listen to thirty twenty ten, dude. Yeah, I, f- I found a link today. Um, it was from a Weezer song from from ten years ago, from two thousand and nine. Pork and beans. It's pork and beans, and it's all just internet memes of the time. Yeah. It's amazing, mm. and and that's one of the memes in there. They they have that scene. Wow, it's like Tay Zonday and Lee Britney alone guy yeah. or girl. I forget who he is. Which one he is now? Please don't at me. Uh, Dean Daytree says, My favorite has got to be the infamous You Spoony Bard line in Final Fantasy IV. What's the most interesting to me about that line is that it isn't even in bad translation. It's not a translation at all. That line wasn't even in the original Japanese version, and pretty much the entire conversation in that fight between Tella and the Bard was changed. It was such a popular weird localization piece that it's an Easter egg in Final Fantasy X, Tactics, and Dissidia. And even Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. What was this supposed to be? It, it just was an ad- additional line of dialogue they added. Just, yeah, fight Spoonie. banter. Yeah. Uh, I also want to read Jason Cromer because this is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> okay, go right ahead. If you beat Gozer in the terrible Ghostbusters NES game, which I want to say, <laughs> just as an aside, is a horrible, horrible port of a pretty good uh, Apple II Commodore 64 game. Anyway, uh, you get an ending screen that says, Congratulations! You have completed a great game and proved the justice of our culture. Now go and rest our heroes. <laughs> Prove it to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you, beat, if you beat the original Ghosts and Goblins, it says, Congratulations. There's a lot of those well. back in the day. <laughs> they didn't so much spell check the endings. <laughs> but we uh, knew what they meant. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're making painstaking efforts to speak their fucking language and write shit in kanji. No, that's true. Yeah. From responses to at VG Apocalypse on the Twitter, 
I am not a twit says whoever did the Neo Geo localizations during the 90s chef's kiss and he has a series of screenshots I will describe to you I believe these are all from Fatal Fury games yeah uh, one of them though uh, it's an ending screen says blood is thick but syrups thicker think about it I, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Wolfgang Krauser that's like the final boss of the game okay. uh, then there's one from Terry Bogard who says wubba wubba I'm in the pink today boy what the fuck? <laughs> it's like if Julie Brown was getting laid. Uh, here's another one. Um, the character's Blue Mary. Yeah. Talk about a bad neighborhood. The cats are so tough. They wear brass paws. Thank you. It ends with thank you for some Ooh. reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the the current equivalent of like, the cats wear brass paws. I will see myself out. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or as I as I uh, was wondering, I wonder if that was just like in the localization email, someone had put thank you and they just wrapped it in there. <laughs> and then last one, um, Michael, do you know who this I, character is? I don't know is? who that character is. Uh, it's a character in overalls and blue boxing gloves. Forgive me for not knowing this, but he says, nice timing. I've got an ungodly bill up of hormones and got to get rid of them that's disgusting wow. <laughs> wow every single every single angry tweet i get should have that written in the fucking <laughs> uh, uh, i believe we have some video responses we this week do. as well michael first one is from schnazzy one so schnazzy hey guys uh question of the week hey it's schnazzy one hey, uh, question schnazzy. of the week hey. favorite bad translator translated game i i think Going off memory, uh, mine is uh, is Evil Zone for the PlayStation One. Uh, all of the moves were anime tropes. Uh, all of the characters were anime tropes, and the dubbing was very two thousand nineties era dubbing. Mm. It was so ridiculous. I got really good at it. I got like ten bucks at Ames, expecting nothing, and then just loving it. Uh, it's uh, it's famous for the really bad dubbing or voice acting. Uh, Iadoka, bad. Uh, but, you know, I played every single thing in that game and I was really great at it and nobody wanted to play with me. It's just really Aww. stupid fighting game with rock, paper, scissors, but every move's like over-the-top anime-style crazy. Uh, PS1 era. Anyhow, hey, I'm over a minute. Uh... <laughs> Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Oh, uh, tell Chris uh, we appreciate him. He's out, guys. Oh, okay. oh, thank you. We appreciate you respecting the roughly minute time, <laughs> you know, time limit. Thank you, Shane. Uh, we've got Cody Laveau. Let's see if he, he does the wait, same. Wait, wait. He also mentioned Ames, and I just want to keep the year of mentioning <laughs> service merchandise going. <laughs> yes. That's what that's what they became. They became this oh. awful department store called Ames. See, Ames I've heard of. Service merchandise I had never heard of before that. Mm. Yes, service merchandise, which was like shopping uh, at, a, at a bunch of Wheel of Fortune tableaus. It's an in-person catalog store. It was like best products. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we've got one more from Cody Laveau, who says... Hey, guys. It's the Cajun Crippler, Cody Laveau. And unlike um, most weeks where I'm with the animals over at the ranch, um, I'm actually out here at SeaWorld Ooh. with a very nice trainer. Uh, what is your name? Sessie. Hi, Sessie. And we are so lucky this week to get a behind-the-scenes tour of it, of the tanks. You can see the orcas back there. Um, hopefully one will swim by close to us. In the meantime, while we're waiting on them, I had somebody ask, uh, what was it? My favorite translation um, uh, was the Strong Bats. Uh, somebody asked me about that. 
um, from uh, NES, I believe it was called Tag Team. And for your, uh, for the good guys, they were the Ricky fighters. Uh, for the bad guys, it was the Strong Bads. Because um, I guess they figured, well, yes, they're, uh, they're the heels, so they're bad, and the wrestlers, so they have to be strong, so it's Strong Bads, which I thought was very funny. And yes, they wore the same mask, Strong Bad, I think was named after that. That's a little fun fact. That's for my freaking origin story. <laughs> what are their names? We have Sassy? Sakara, Sakari, and Kamea. And they're, and uh, who is the youngest? Kamea. She's five years old. Five years old. Yes. So wonderful to work. How, how long have you been here at SeaWorld? For a year and a half. Well, you have one of the coolest jobs that I can possibly imagine having. Of course. Hey, thanks for letting us back here and letting us look at these beautiful... Oh, we finally got one to breach right there. I, I think that's a pretty good one. Yep, hey, thank you so much for it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week, all right? Bye. Hey, I just wanted to add this last little bit uh, at the very end of the video, because uh, I know Chris and maybe somebody else there had some uh, issues with SeaWorld in the past. Totally get it. Um, in the last six years since Blackfish came out, uh, SeaWorld has done some incredible quality of life improvements. Um, visiting uh, behind the scenes now versus six years ago, uh, the quality of life has been incredible. The tanks are bigger, the enrichment is better, uh, they don't breed anymore. And um, the dorsal fins on all those new uh, orcas that have been born um, in the last few years, um, those fins are straight up and they uh, are looking incredibly healthy. Um, so if you ever get the chance, go back and visit see it one more time see if you if, if you still feel the same way just food for thought you guys have a great week oh yeah all Thanks, the that motherfucker how did he know i was going <laughs> i was waiting to do a blackfish this whole time this whole time all the orcas got a raise but just good quality of life uh guys do we officially have a field reporter with Cody Lavone? Yes, <laughs> i think so like, i think so interviewing so, trainers also made a simplicit on a uh on a fucking advertisement for Blackfish Sea World, so I, I uh, no, I, I have I actually have a friend who works in that industry, and she maintains up and down. Sea World is doing good things. Can't verify, but I believe her. I, I know what she. I know she's coming from the right place. But uh, I hate most zoos and wish they didn't exist. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Um, before we move on, I just wanted to read. Uh, one last bad translation that I've been, sent, been seeing floating around a lot lately. Mm. Uh, it's in the book, This Be Book Bad Translation Video Games by the uh, the Legends of Localization people. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. But uh, the, the quote is from The Screamer, and it is, You stand on the city of disaster, the beast city, where the biological intelligence in artificial system, what we call bias, locates. Nobody knows about what has been going on, Bias. You could hear nothing but deep breathing of Bias. The only way to survive is dehumanize yourself and face to bloodshed. <laughs> that, that literally sounds like a message I got from Gamergate like 90 times. <laughs> dehumanize yourself and face to bloodshed or all the yeah. Bias things? Oh yes, all of that. No, no, yeah. The, the, those people didn't come without threats. In addition to oh, not knowing true. what the word bias meant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what we're going to get read to us when we're inevitably taken for the public executions mm -hmm. from this fascist regime. No, they'll take us to room one hundred and one first. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Dehumanize yourself mm -hmm. and face, face the what? to bloodshed. <laughs>
That's the, the Texan creature from Beetlejuice. <laughs> Dehumanize yourself. <laughs> Face the bloodshed. <laughs> Beetlejuice, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. you anyway. <laughs> one is Agnut. Yeah. Uh, new question of the week. What's a game series you'd like to see get the hand-drawn animation treatment? Um, I just want to say uh, Way Forward has been doing a bang up job uh with with 2d 2d graphics and and uh bringing this treatment or something like it to a lot of games i would love to see them tackle castlevania um i'd love to see a hand animated castlevania game um i think i think the time is right uh you know make make it in the style of the the great ds games give us give us a castlevania metroidvania mm-hmm. uh i think no one says it but they may have made the best third party ds games mm. mm-hmm. yeah really good konami or way forward way forward alien isolation contra 4 like just fucking great the shantae games are so fun yeah, yeah. so good yeah absolutely underrated if anything mm-hmm Chris, you go. I'm still formulating my answer here. For, for 2D games? Uh, yeah, it's got yeah 2D hand drawn. What 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 series do you want to see get a 2D 2D hand drawn version? Well, that's the thing. Like, I think um, I'm, I'm going to sound a little biased if I may use uh, an awful translated word. But uh, Richard Williams just 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 passed away, and he was the the Oscar winning uh, director of Who Framed Roger Rabbit's animation. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously that's my favorite movie, and uh, it's in my top three, right up there with Warriors. And uh, but, but imagine how cool that would look. We have basically modern graphics now. What if you had a game with, I don't know, textured, immaculate lighting 3D games with a clear 2D character next to you? How neat would that be? Like a, a little RPG game where you went into Toontown as a real person, but ended up being able to walk around with tunes. Interesting. It it could it, it might be interesting. <laughs> so would it would it be like a Parappa flat character or it's an it's an effect that is used in a ton of games now, but not for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which mm. is why it was super exciting to see on the big screen. Because cartoons always looked in such a way that they could never live in our world. And that's one of the great things about the movie is that like they went to painstaking efforts to like, no, yeah, they these could happen here. Like um you just have to make the lighting swirl around these characters in an accurate way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I think that would be really neat because we were looking into this because of Disney animators worked on Roger Rabbit games, but there there are no more universally bad licensed titles than Roger Rabbit games. They're all mm. horrible. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, uh, I, one thing that I did find out was that the the Roger Rabbit game that was made for like Amiga and Commodore sixty four. Might have been the first game to actually employ Disney animators to make its sprites. It's just that it didn't look very good or fluid or interesting, so left yeah, it out of the again, top five. I would, I would, I don't, I do not think Disney would hand over their animators to do work. They might have handed mm-hmm. over their work to be mm-hmm. traced by video game people. Could be, but yeah, I don't believe that at all. Mm. So actually, uh, my answer is sort of already being made because it's a related series, but a similar series. So. I would have said Final Fight, and we do have that animated Streets of Rage game coming. So I'm going to give kind of a – this is a basic bitch answer, but I still think um, – I I love the hell out of the Paper Mario games. We've never yeah. truly gotten like a 2D hand-animated cartoon Mario side-scroller game. Which, we've gotten one with Wario. Yes, we have, we have. We have. We have. But I think – you know, we, we talk about – I think I've heard Chris say like – 
kind of over the new Super Mario Brothers look at this at this point. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they're yeah. going to do another 2D game, it's time to try something new. I would love to see them like try to go back and capture like the Mario three. Mario 3 style, but with like true hand-drawn animation look, I think that could be really cool. Hmm. Seriously, I think yeah. that of the only people I would accept ripping off Cuphead would be Nintendo. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With like kind of a classic animated thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be I really mean, they cool. Should, they should go all the fuck out. Because they do, they always do with Mario games. They, they take, I was going to write something the other day that like they take, Nintendo takes their mascot more seriously than Disney. Because there was like decades where Disney didn't have Mickey out in the open. Mm-hmm. It was just on merchandise. Mm-hmm. I think didn't Nintendo also learned some hard lessons in the 90s about, uh, you know, involving CDI. And they they yeah. did, but they also, but Nintendo itself put a, always puts a shitload of money behind Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at always. one point Mario had a higher recognition than Mickey Mouse even for a few years there. Like I don't want to hear that shit. I've read the Wikipedia. <laughs> I, think, I think he does at this point. Mm. I don't think that's possible, and you know this because you have you have fucking kids, and there is no hot dog song for fucking Mario. Yeah, but my kids, my kids love Mario. Uh, oh, I'm so excited! My youngest kid, I, we saw a costume in the mall because they already have the Halloween shop in the mall. She's she saw a Yoshi costume and she wants to be Yoshi, and I'm like, I'm down with that. She yes. loves Yoshi. Yoshi rules. Yeah, yeah. Y'all follow shitty Mario on Twitter? No, no. <laughs> it's pretty great. Please, please tell me it, it's like Mario Lopez. No, it's 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 just like uh, terrible, unlicensed and licensed uh, depictions of Mario over the years. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so what is a game that you would like to see get the hand drawn two D treatment? Let us know. Go to vigigamapocalypse.com, Answer under the comments for episode three hundred and thirty one, or. You can visit the official LaserTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or just hit us up on Twitter. Twitter, it's a website. Twitter.com. We're at VG Apocalypse. Anyway, uh, let's start with some plugs. That's been our show. What do you got for us? Patreon.com slash LaserTime supports this show and all the other shows on the LaserTime network, including LaserTime 302010 and Bonus Time. New every single week, except for weeks when something bad happens. But, uh, you know, that's rare. Uh, but check check us out. Tell a friend. Love you. Bye. You forgot one show in there, which is sort oh, of a hybrid podcast. show. Cheap podcast, which uh, recently made its return and actually kind of lives in two worlds. So, um, yeah, the way Cheap Podcast works is we do special preview shows of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, which are only available to Patreon subscribers at the $5 or more level per month. And then after the big pay-per-views, most recently of which was SummerSlam, we do a review show that's absolutely free in the free feed. Uh, so yeah, we just did that. Uh, my co-host TL and I were already formulating what we want to do around uh, the big AEW show that's coming up. So yeah, check us out. Uh, we're on Twitter at CheapPopcast.com. Then follow me at Maddie C. Allen. Oh, and I, I, I don't, this isn't a plug because I don't even know if this is going to happen, but I, I have a giant heart on for it. Because okay. last week, was it two weeks ago we talked about that new Dolomite Is My Name trailer? Yes. Uh, last, last, it was when we had Diana in here. So yeah. on Patreon.com slash LaserTime, we want to reinstitute the Monday Night Movie. It's just been difficult given how, uh, how how few people are available at that time. I really want to watch Dolomite with everybody before that movie comes the out. The original Dolomite. Of, which is hard to find, isn't it? Or it's, it's hard I to, have a copy. You have a copy? I yeah. have a copy. I bought mine at Walmart. Like, Semi real. I bought every Dolomite movie ever for seventeen dollars. I should have known. It's a, I said seven, hard to find. It's seven at Walmart. No, sorry, Rudy Ray Moore movies, mm. which 
this is this is already looks like my movie of the year, but my movie of 1994 was Ed Wood, and I'd mm. never seen Plan Nine from Outer Space before, never. Really? And and I yeah, I can't imagine like I just like oh, could, we Dolomite's a hard watch. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> really, it really fun if you know what to expect. All right. I've I've seen the only parts of Plan Nine I've seen have been in uh, Rob Zombie music videos or White Zombie yeah. Really? videos. Yeah. Well, and, and and for some people, the only parts of Dolomite they've seen are in uh, Damon Wayans' The Great White Hype. But oh, uh, shit. it, it yeah. is a exquisitely bad movie from from beginning to end. But in a very earnest, oh, homeboy is like he's calling all his friends together and shooting himself with like no real lighting. That's why the boom mic keeps falling in, and that's why the lighting keep keeps bouncing off the window and back into the camera. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fantastic, and uh, I can't wait to introduce. I, I want to do that so bad. I just got to run it by Sammy, uh, and if he says no, and we don't do it, people listening should guilt him into doing it. <laughs> all right, how about that? Nice. Perfect. <laughs> and TL, I want TL to come in and do that with us. This TL is our black exploitation buddy who nice. uh, helped helm that episode this year of Laser Time. Black exploitation, a brief history. Yes, he's our black exploitation buddy. We've black exploited TL all over the network this year. <laughs> it's 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 a very pejorative term for a, a period of cinema that I I love, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I I cannot believe it's about to have its own Ed Wood. I'm so excited. <laughs> Looks like a good one. And Eddie Murphy returning to form. Yes. Absolutely excited to see that. He's hosting SNL to promote it. I mm. feel like ripping wow. my dick off and just like, that's it. It's something I never thought I'd see again, but I'm so excited to have Eddie Murphy back in my life. Eddie Murphy, who was recently featured on an episode of 302010, the Laser Time Network's uh, pop culture time machine that looks back at pop culture movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago. You guys were talking about Bowfinger. With Eddie Murphy. It was very generous of him to give us that time, so uh, we appreciate our special <laughs> guest, Eddie Murphy. Which you can't sue anybody over a plug, so make sure to listen. Make what, sure to listen. What was the movie where he was like a, an alien in a person-sized suit? Meet Dave. Meet Dave, thank you. Uh, meet, originally Starship Dave, originally written by Bill Corbett, uh, Crow, on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, wow. Tracks fame. And now mostly just known because that giant Eddie Murphy had became a meme. Right. Oh, that was a Fox right. thing. My friends did that move. Oh, I have friends I worked with at Fox who uh, have pictures of that giant head float thingy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It was like for the premiere, right? I think so. Yeah. Right. If if I was Eddie Murphy, I would keep that forever and put it in the middle of my house on the roof at all times. <laughs> like, just let people know. On a rotating thing, it's like, hail Murphy. Murphy is life. And then with intermittent. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikipars, where I will occasionally say things about uh, being haunted by painful memories and ghosts, which seem to resonate with a lot of people for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'd love one. I'm starving.
Man, you can offer a hot beef injection. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, can I get uh, three hot beef injections and a side of fries, please? Oh, right. boy. 